from downtown, this is Tim Kitsar from NBA Jam, and you're listening to Nintendo Main Podcast. Boom shakalaka! This week on Nintendo Main, we're going to talk about our Black Friday pickups, and did Doom finally get an, a release date? Should I enjoy my bounty, or should I store it up for this rough winter that's coming? Why am I like this? Welcome to Nintendo Main Podcast, episode 248, your place for Nintendo news from Nintendo fans like yourselves. We are your hosts. I'm Trey, all the 3D All-Stars credits, Johnson. I'm Jeremy, Sonic Racing, full body edition, Mikowski. And I'm John, big rubber ducky knitter. <laughs> Bathtub fun. How's everybody doing? We're we're back from Thanksgiving now. We had our we had our big well we didn't even have a Thanksgiving break for this show. But we're here after Thanksgiving. Everybody hopefully stayed at home and didn't they probably ate stuff and didn't go anywhere. All that All right. stuff. That's it, about the stories. Yeah. <laughs> we cooked some food. It was good. Yeah. Yeah, we cooked uh we made crab legs like as we said we were going to. And I had like an hour long Zoom or something with the family. And had Zoom with you guys as well. So, and like Justice, we were on Zoom for like seven or eight hours that day. Yeah, really. It was almost like that time that we record two episodes on Wednesday, and we were oh, on right, Zoom yeah. for five hours for over five hours. So, yeah, man, I spent a lot of time on Zoom. Yeah, it's the way. It's the place to be now. It's the cool place to go. Yeah, is this Zoom? It's That's like the mall where you hang out. You know, yeah, it's like the mall. It's like the hot topic of social media. Let's go hang out on Zoom. You know. We could do playing video games online is the equivalent to the new Aladdin's Castle. It it's virtual. Your refrigerator is uh, Annie's pretzels. Yeah. <laughs> Did you have what was what was the name of you guys' uh, arcades from your mall when you grew up? Ours was Aladdin's Castle. Well, there were two that I went to. There's Aladdin's Castle, and there was Tilt. Tilt was this really big one in Bloomington that I went to. We had Tilt as well in Champagne, and then in Danville, the small one was called Jolly Jester, which I love that name. Cool. We had no arcades. I did not have the arcade experience growing up. You, you Closest didn't... thing that happened was like when, when I was maybe in fifth grade, maybe sixth grade, a comic store opened at the end of the street. And I think they stayed open for less than a year, and they had a Street Fighter Two arcade machine that I maybe mm-hmm. played once. The the comic book store that I used to go to, uh, Central Central City slash Joker's Den. It was Joker's Den first, and then it turned into Central City when a new person bought it, but they had an arcade in there. They had a couple arcades. They had the Batman pinball and they had the Spider-Man arcade game that I like so much that we've talked about before. So that was when I played that one was they had it and I had never seen it before, you know, cause it wasn't really in any of the other arcades, but did none of the malls in Michigan have arcades? That seems so wrong. There was only one mall that we really went to, which was Eastland. That's if you, if you know Detroit, it's on, on eight mile. Um, yeah, and and 
I guess I wasn't really like, it was just far enough that I didn't really go there a lot when I became of age to get like, you know, a license and, you know, it was, it was a couple miles away. So I definitely wasn't going there like in the heyday of arcades, you know, arcades died out. What would you say around mid nineties or something like that? No, I mean, um, they, I mean, the arcades didn't die out until like the two thousands. I thought like I was still, they were still alive. Like when I was, when I, I mean, when I was in high school it was the mid nineties so, and we were still hitting the arcades like crazy. So I think I, I mean, that was still like mid nineties was like mortal Kombat. It was like Mortal Kombat time, so that was still were huge. Really like going into their like nosedive when we started college, like late nineties, early two thousands. Yeah, I, I would I would guess like early to mid two thousands is probably when they started to die. Is what is what I would think. So whenever the story that I kind of always hear is like Street Fighter and Mortal Kombat and NBA Jam kind of like brought the arcades back. But there was like a definite peak in the eighties, right? And then they kind of mm-hmm. went into a lull, and then it was like. Pretty much Street Fighter and Mortal Kombat that uh, kind of brought it back for a little bit of a boom in the '90s. But regardless, in Michigan where I was, there was no arcades. They had I, already. I didn't, gone. Have, I didn't have that experience. You guys didn't have like a Showbiz Pizza or anything like that. We had those, but they were like, I, I want to say the shitty ones. The showbiz Pizza. What was the other one? Yeah, of course, Chuck E. Chuck cheese. cheese. Chuck E. Cheese. Yeah, that was all so like maybe five six miles away. I was like in I was in like suburbia, you know. Yeah. So I mean, our our, our Chuck E. Cheese was kind of far away too, or well, our Showbiz Pizza. It was ours was a Showbiz Pizza, and then it turned into Chuck E. Cheese later. But Showbiz Pizza was the big thing. But we, but the Showbiz Pizza had like actual arcades in there. We talk, I think we feel like we talked about this before, but you know, the one that I went to, it had like the original Star Wars arcade, and I would play that. And then when it switched to Chuck E. Cheese, they took all the arcades out, and now they were just machines that you played really bad. They were like really bad arcade games where you won tickets. For stuff, so it was it was annoying because because the older one it had like the Simpsons arcade and like the Turtles arcade and and like Star and like Star Wars and stuff like that and had actual like fun arcades, and then when it switched to Chuck E. Cheese, all their arcades were like ticket game based stuff, and they took out the actual like real arcade arcade machines. But I mean, I wasn't really I was never in the arcade in the eighties, so I didn't really know about the lull. But the time that I was in there was when it was the resurgence, I guess. With Mortal Kombat and Street Fighter, but yeah, we went there all the time. Like we went there like every weekend practically. To either well, we went to the Peoria one that was the closest one, and if we were lucky, we went to the Bloomington one, which was farther away, but it had a bigger arcade, and that was Tilt, which was like, which is about like five times the size of the Aladdin's Castle that we had. So that one had all the shit. That's the one that had like the Avengers arcade game, and it had that weird like hologram arcade game that the the Sega one. Like, the, like yeah. time travel time one traveler. or whatever. Yeah, I played that one there. And they had like skee-ball and stuff like that. I don't think Aladdin's Castle really had skee-ball. They might have had like one. But I don't think they really did like tickets and prizes. But the Bloomington one did. The Tilt and Champagne did. Yeah. And they even had like, you know, the basketball arcade game and uh-huh. all that. Yeah. And they had like the double X-Men, the X-Men with the double screen and, and all that stuff. So it the was... Tilt Arcade was open until probably like... I'd say within the last 10 years is when it finally closed here in Champaign because I remember my family coming to town to meet up with me at the mall because the food court was like where all the kids could pick what they wanted to eat. It was like a compromise. They'd take them there. And there's like a carousel and stuff too uh, in the food court here. But uh, yeah, the arcade was open until probably less than 10 years ago. A lot of the games were very outdated, but they were there. Yeah. I just remember whenever I went to the Bloomington Mall, it just there was just nobody there. 
for that. But yeah, enough uh, talk about the depressing mall. We can talk about other depressing news. Was this a Bloomington Mall where, where we recorded our video, or was that Peoria? I don't know. Where was I? Thought it was. It, you know what? I think it was in Bloomington, but it was in the other Bloomington Mall. It wasn't. It wasn't in the one. The one that I used to go. The one that had tilt in it. It was a different one. So I think it was. Yeah, because that would have been closest to to Lincoln. Because there were two of them. We would always go to the other one because the one with tilt was like one floor. It was just really spread out. Then there was more space for every store. And the other one was one that had like multiple levels, I guess. And we didn't go to that one. We went to the other one. I forget what they were called, but yeah, they're they're really sad now. I don't think we ever said this on the podcast, but you know, Jess and I have been re- delivering food. We actually we actually delivered like a chocolate shake from a mall to somebody's house in the suburbs. So I actually went into a mall, and it was so weird. It was like on it's like on the top five of worst deliveries ever. Was that one because it was just so dumb. We had to like go into a mall and go to this ice cream place and get a chocolate shake and take it to somebody in Chicago. Then it was going to actually be like for like five dollars. You got to them. I don't know. It was it was still kind of it wasn't completely melted. I guess it was just a stupid order. Like <laughs> people do that where they order like one dumb thing and you drive like fifteen miles with it and they tip, no it, tip. And they tip you nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's it. System's broken. But that uh, <laughs> that mall was actually kind of populated. So and th- and there was a GameStop there, and I saw it was like I saw there was GameStop, and I was going to go in there and look for the Amiibo, the new Amiibo. And I went and got the shake, and when I came back, the the gate was down for GameStop, so I couldn't go in there and look. But I looked through it, and I saw, and then I saw the Dragon Quest guy, and then Jess went and got it later, so we did get it. But yeah, let's talk about other stuff. Corona, Corona, Corona. Anything changing in the world? We're just kind of to the point of almost running out of unemployment here, so that's the big thing on our side. It's just pretty, pretty scary because everything's yeah. going to disappear after Christmas, like the day after Christmas. So we, I mean, I don't know. We're probably. I'm I just, just saw it like 15 minutes before we started recording some quotes from uh, the mayor of Los Angeles pleading, "Cancel your plans. Stay home." Yeah, yeah, we're kind of on the brink. So. Yeah, I mean, well, you shouldn't be you shouldn't be going to like family gatherings anyway at this time, but they really need to just like we need relief. Everybody needs relief here. It's yep. it's annoying. It's one thing to just say stay home, but a lot of people got don't have jobs or don't have any unemployment, and it's like you know, just pay people to stay home. That's that's all it takes. Just give us fucking two thousand a month, two thousand dollars a month at minimum, and then we'll fucking stay home. Not that hard. Yep. Pay the people that do have to work, like grocery store and healthcare workers, like give more. them like a crazy bonus. Yeah, pay them more for risking for their lives for idiots. Absolutely, yeah. and they should like have their student loan debt cut canceled if they're like in the medical profession. Yeah, or well, you know, maybe not canceled, but the federal government should pay it off, or the state government. At the very least, them. yeah, the medical yeah. people. You would think, since they're definitely overworked right now. I mean, they're essentially like the army right now. <laughs> They're putting their lives at risk to protect the country. Yeah. But, uh, Let's do what we can uh, make it things, easier on them. Yep. Yeah, things for me are going to get a little worse, I think, because you know, just the restaurant industry in general is kind of screwed right now. But I live in a college town, so the kids are gone until January. And there's just been a huge drop in in business. Even though we offer delivery and stuff, like we're just not seeing very much to where... They've got us down to like back to like a 
skeleton crew and um, my hours got cut. I lost a shift and the shifts I do work are a lot shorter now because we're closing earlier. So it might get kind of rough here for me too soon, but I am going to see, you know, if this is for an extended period of time, I'm definitely going to look into unemployment options because yeah. I didn't claim it for very long at the beginning of the pa- pandemic. Hopefully that'll work in my favor. Yeah. I mean, you were working for most of the time, so you should, she should have something left over. And I only did, I only did it when there was the extra stuff. So I don't know how that works, but I think most people are going to, anybody who started it at the beginning of this is going to run out of it soon. Also so. hoping that since I've already established my account, I have my like debit card and everything already that I could just have that, you know, that'll be easier to get back into it, I guess. Yeah. It's going to be rough. It's going to be a rough couple of weeks here. But, you know, we'll try our hardest to keep doing the show and all that stuff. Because <laughs> we might have to work. We I might have to end up working a lot more to try to, you know, to try to, like, make enough money delivering food for two people. Which is, going to, which is pretty depressing already. I might have to do, I might have to look into doing some delivery myself. Or yeah. Something along those lines. Yeah, it's pretty rough. I was pretty depressed for the past week just because, uh, well, more than usual, I've been depressed through this whole thing. But, uh. It's just um, you know, just from the low pay because it feels like they've lowered the the prices on the on delivery even even less. So I had a hard time reaching like the goal of 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 a amount of money we were trying to make for each week for the past couple of weeks. So it's just been pretty shitty. Plus plus the whole like you know the whole doom of the of the end of the unemployment and all that. It's just been it's been rough. So it's a lot hitting all at once. Yeah, but I managed to save enough money to buy Black Friday stuff. Right before, right before all that hit, I guess the realization of that. But let's let's do how we normally do and talk about games that we've been playing and games that we've bought for the week. Got item. <laughs> so uh, you know, it was Black Friday week. We talked about all the sales and stuff last week. We were talking on last week's episode. Jeremy was talking about how you bought like two, did the buy two get one free from GameStop. Mm-hmm. So I looked into that like right after we talked. And I was this, I was like so close to buying to do like buying to get one free. And in the time that I was looking at stuff, one of the games that I was looking at became not available used. It was oh, amazing. Shit. Like it happened within like two minutes. So I ended up not doing the buy, buy to get one free because I couldn't figure out what else to like the one. It was like, it would have been like, cause the one thing I was looking at, I wanted to play Star Wars squadrons, like the, you know, like the, the space the space battle game that came out and it was on sale for fifteen dollars at at GameStop and that's you know anything under twenty is a great price for me for something that I don't want to play full price for and I'm like that's awesome I'll get that and that's the one that became unavailable so I would have to get something else and then not get the thing that I wanted to get to begin with you know I was just gonna get that game so I just got I ended up getting just that and Doom Eternal I bought Doom Eternal for for PS4 because it was on sale for fifteen dollars you know. And I didn't really hear all that, you know, it wasn't really, people didn't really talk about Doom Eternal that much, so it wasn't really, I don't know, I didn't feel like a lot of people really liked it, so I didn't want to, I didn't feel like I needed to pay full price for it. And plus, I didn't think it was ever coming out for Switch, until like right after, the day after I ordered that, they had an announcement trailer for for Doom Eternal on Switch, and it's actually coming out next week, but I... Do you feel that you still made the better decision? Well, it's there's no price in the eShop yet. I I figure that it's going to that's going to launch at $60 still because it is a game that came out this year. I mean, if you remember, I'd completely forgot, but do you remember the whole like Doom Animal Crossing thing from yeah, like March where they came out on the same day? So, that's I would That's why you didn't hear about Doom because Animal Crossing just took over. <laughs> yeah. Also, I mean, 
I would see, I, you know, no one was really talking about it. I mean, I guess lots and, of crossover fan art. Yeah, I mean, there was crossover fan art like at the beginning, but I feel like I heard nobody talk about Doom Eternal, like really. But but whatever, I was waiting for it, and I was like, well, I could just get it now for fifteen dollars. I don't really need it portable, you know, and then I don't have to pay sixty dollars for it. I guess you know I would want to buy it for like content for the show, you know, so I could play it for for the listeners. But sixty bucks is a lot for a game right now, you know. So yeah, you did the better thing. I mean, you could always get it when it gets on sale on Switch. You know, yeah, a year from now or whatever. Yeah, I mean, if I really like it, I could always buy it. I would buy it like for twenty bucks or something if it got that cheap. You know, but I have it. You know, it's it did it didn't get here yet. It's uh, GameStop is uh, it takes a while. Mm-hmm. So I it's I'm supposed to get them tomorrow. So I ended up ordering two games. I ordered Doom Eternal and Star Wars Squadrons, and that was like thirty bucks. So that wasn't bad, and. And as far as other stuff, I talked about the Baldur's Gate 1 and 2, how I got those for $25. And um, Hades, Hades for $20. And my my final Black Friday thing was Yakuza 6, which was on sale for $7.99, which I cannot believe how cheap that was, considering that it's not that old of a game. And even, I, I sent a text to Jeremy about it, I don't think you ended up getting it, but I was like, if you have any desire to get to get into Yakuza, oh, right. Yakuza Kiwami 1 was selling for like four ninety nine, I think it was selling that's for like the remake of the first one. Yeah, that's the remake of the of the PlayStation One. It was selling for like five dollars, and I was like, "Wow, that's so cheap for like a sixty dollars." Seems game. like they go on sale a lot. They do not go on. The, they go on sale all the time. Just saying, like I, I didn't miss the boat necessarily. Sure, that was just the lowest I've seen in any of the games go for for five dollars. You know, most of the most of the time they've been on sale for ten. So now I have now I have four Yakuza games on my on my PS4. So it's definitely my my Yakuza system. I have uh, I have zero. I have Kiwami one, and I have six, and I have like a dragon, which is seven, pretty much. So I have all of them loaded and ready to go. I was actually jumping between them the other night. I played zero and six and Kiwami, and uh, zero six and like a dragon, like just went from one to another. So I was going to try to like plow through zero because I've had zero for a while. It was one of the first PlayStation Four games I ever bought. And uh, I have like 40 hours into the game, so I was just going to try to like plow through it. But I think the only ones I need left of the series is uh, is Yakuza 5 and, and Kiwami 2 and Judgment, which is not a Yakuza game, but it's still a Yakuza game. So, so I need three more, and then I would have seven. Then I'll have seven Yakuza games on my PS4. And then maybe I can beat one of them at some point. But yeah, no, that's uh, the Nintendo segment. Of the show, I am I am pretty excited to play Doom Eternal whenever it gets here. So it's been taking a while, but Hades, the game that I got for twenty dollars, I uh, I finally started getting into that game last night, and I, I kind of understand. I'm starting to understand the addictive nature of it. It's definitely a lot of fun to play. Like the like gameplay wise, it's real. It's really fun. I was pretty confused about it. You know, Jeremy was actually on this. I streamed it last night, and Jeremy was helping me on the chat. To get to get to understand some of it, because I didn't mansplaining it a little bit. <laughs> well, I didn't. I just don't understand any of the game, you know, because I haven't really, I haven't really played it. So it's like, uh, so yeah, I was trying. I'm trying to figure it out. There's all these different icons that you see in the game that I couldn't figure mm-hmm. out what they meant, but now I realize that they represent different gods that give you different powers and stuff. It all just kind of comes into focus the more you play it. Yeah, like, you just because you get used to the interface. Because I know when I played Diablo three. 
you know, I put a few hours into it, but there's just so many different icons and like cooldown periods on certain things, which I don't think are in Hades necessarily, but there's sort of is, but kind of, I mean, for uh, the railgun, I guess <laughs> sort of has yeah. a cooldown period. But like after a while, that stuff just becomes second nature to glance over at it and you know exactly what it means. And mm-hmm. so that's kind of where I'm at with Hades and you'll get there. I mean, you can't expect to take it all in at once. Yeah, it's it's definitely it definitely throws a lot at you and it doesn't really explain everything. So it's kind of like, you know, I guess if you talk to more people, sometimes I wasn't really paying attention to what anybody was saying in the game. I was just kind of like, yeah, whatever. And I was just trying to get to the regular game. But once, you, but if you like pay attention to what people tell you, and if you talk to all the characters in the game, they do kind of give you an idea. Especially the skeleton guy in in the in the area where all the weapons are, he'll tell you a lot of stuff mm-hmm. about about what to do and all that. And and it's just like you you keep discovering stuff. Like I realized that there were like achievements that you can get that'll give you extra stuff, you know, for like meeting all the characters and for like doing different things. Like they will give you you'll you'll earn like um what is it whatever it's called like the darkness points and the other stuff like that. There's there's a lot of different currency that you that you get in the game to use for different things. Mm-hmm. And it's a yeah, it's just it's weird. It's it's like a game that I would have never played. I would have never even thought about playing just from looking at it, you know. But it had so much so much buzz around it that I had to. Mm-hmm. And and I I, under, I understand the gameplay loop. It is it is pretty addictive. Like I I streamed for like I streamed for like three or four hours last night. And then I just kept playing after I stopped streaming, <laughs> and then I got farther. And I played, and I beat that second boss, the uh, the bone, whatever, the bone hydra. Bone hydra, yeah. Yeah, I, I got through that, so I got farther than I did on the stream. So that's as far as I've gotten to that third level there. And how many levels do you think are in there? How many sections are in there? Would you say there are four sections? Okay, so it's like so I made it like halfway, I guess. But the fourth section is weird. Like the fourth section's laid out differently, huh. and you can either get through it really fast or it, it can take a while. It's kind of random. I mean, I, th- I thought the second section was kind of weird too, with the with the boats on the mm. on the on the lava and all that. The third one's kind of weird too. Like they throw random challenge because there's a lot of like mini bosses and stuff that they throw at you. That'll be different depending on. I don't know if it's based on the weapons or the boons, but or if it's just completely random. What's the point of like going under with chaos and all that? Uh, the chaos thing, like it's something I ignored a lot early on in the game, but as I got stronger and had more like death defiance, which is the extra lives, as I got more of that and got more confident in the game and, you know, I knew what I was going to be facing because I played it so many times. I started going down in the chaos things and they're like, you can get so powerful from those things. Yeah. No, Basically I, I- what it does is it, you know, to go into the chaos gate costs health points. So when early on in the game, that's not a, an easy sacrifice to make because you have like 50 or whatever, you know, it is like Mm -hmm. to start with, but uh, eventually, you know, I had my heart points, my initial heart points were up a lot. So it's easier to go down, like spend the 20 or whatever it is to go down. And then when you go down there, you basically have three, it's three rooms where you'll be somehow like, basically like it's harder for a couple of rooms for some reason or another. But the trade-off is that after that third room, you get some sort of boost to a basic stat that's like huge. Like, you know, it'll give you an extra use of your cast ability or it'll give you uh, like, it'll make your attack twice as strong or there's just a lot of different things that it like it does pay off, especially if you do it early on. So if you see a chaos gate in the first couple of rooms, you know, right after you start, definitely do it because you're going to keep that 
that benefit for the rest of the game. Yeah, I've, I've been I've I've been going down any anyone that I find, depending on where I'm at. There was one time where I only had enough health points. I didn't even have enough health points to spend on the, on the chaos gate, so I obviously didn't use that one because it wouldn't let me because it would kill me. But mm-hmm. I couldn't figure out what it was at first. I thought it was like that. I thought it would like take you back to the take you back to the regular like I don't know like to your room or something. Like I thought it was going to take you out of the out out of the gameplay area or something like like that at first. And then I started doing it and I was like, Oh, it does all this other stuff. But I, yeah, I didn't know exactly what, what it did, but yeah, you just, you just have to kind of go and just mess around with everything. And I've been, and I've been giving like a, what is it called? What is that orange or the yellow stuff? Nectar. Nectar. I've been trying to give nectar to everybody because once you give nectar to each person, they all give you a different item to use. So I've been trying to get Mm -hmm. all the items. And some of the items are pretty good. Like I got the dog collar from like the three headed dog, which gives you like an extra 25 hit points. And you can, and 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 if you wear that, you can upgrade that and it'll become like 50 or 75, you know, later. Yeah. The one from the skeleton's the best one initially. I got that I was, one too. Cause that gives you another death defiance pretty much. Right. Yeah. And you can, and you can change how much, you know, you can level that up to give you more health points, mm. you know, as you go through it. But it's, but I feel like if it's, the other one, like, cause I've been using the dog collar, cause I'm like, well, if you level up that one enough, it's the same as the death defiance thing because it's still, you know, you're you're getting like an extra like 75 mm-hmm. hit points instead of just dying and coming back. This is the same thing. So I was just trying to like level that one up. But yeah, no, it's definitely once I realized that you can get like Titan blood every time you defeat like a boss with with a different weapon, then it started to become more addictive. I was like, okay, well, I'll mm-hmm. go back and beat it with a different weapon. Then I'll do a different weapon. And then I like did that for like almost all the weapons. And then I got all the weapons, you know, and I started like trying to find uh, trying to find uh, keys. And I ended up it's probably a stupid move, but I ended up using Titan blood to exchange for like a whole bunch of those uh, rocks or what those multicolored rocks that you use to buy keys. Yeah, you shouldn't have done that, but I, still, I exchanged it for like two hundred, and then I bought like twenty, oh, well, 20 that's keys good, with it. Yeah. it. Yeah, I got I got two hundred, and then I bought twenty keys with it, so I was able to get a shit ton of keys. So I was able to upgrade a bunch of my, add a bunch of stuff to my upgrades through the through the mirror, and I was also so you able, still used it. Yeah. Yeah, well, I was also it. able to unlock all the weapons with it as well, pretty quickly because then I could just buy buy the keys that I need and then just and then just get the weapons. And then every time you would just have to go back into Hades again, and then you'd come back and another one would be available, and then you could buy that. So I was able to like get all the weapons in a few, in like two or three tries, like for that. So, and I really like uh, I like the gun. I wish I really wish there was a way for you to reload before you're actually out of web out of bullets, like you know, like a first person shooter, how you would. I wish there was a reload button so so you don't have to go all the way down to the end and then reload. And and you can upgrade it to make the reload quicker, I guess. But when mm. I was using the rail gun in there or or whatever it's called, I, I wrote – I know Jeremy knows the adamant rail, right? That's the actual name mm. of it. When I was using the adamant rail, I was thinking like, man, this game really kind of feels like a, like a twin stick shooter almost, like a mm. top-down shooter, which is kind of weird. I'm like, this is like a top-down – it's almost like an isometric doom. It kind of feels like an isometric isometric doom. You know, if you could, um, if you could like dash really quickly and and dodge really quickly, you know, in the first person aspect, it kind of feels like a first person shooter, but in a different camera angle. So it's like weird. Okay, this kind of feels like Project Warlock or yeah. I mean, there's a lot of projectiles. No or stuff like weapon, that. Yeah, yeah. No matter what weapon you choose, you're going to have some sort of projectile by default anyway. Mm-hmm. Not to mention your cast, which is a projectile attack True. on its own. So. Yeah, you definitely. It's definitely got a like an arcade twin stick shooter feel to it. I guess I never thought of that, but yeah, 
That's what I, yeah, that's what I felt like when I was You're doing a lot of ranged attacks in the game because you have such little health that you have to stay far away as much as you can. Mm-hmm. Even though I really like the twin fists, like that's become one of my favorite ones. But even those get like... Just basically just like two, you just have two gloves and you can just punch people. And then it kind of feels like a beat-em-up. And then all of a sudden it's a beat-em-up mm-hmm. game and you're walking around and, bunch, and punching people in the face. And I'm like, this is like an isometric uh, Streets of Rage, you know? Yeah, one thing so, this game does yeah. is it makes all... All the weapons are fun to play with. Like, for a long time, I only wanted to use the sword, but when I started needing more of the purple gems, the darkness crystals or whatever they're called... yeah. I would pick the weapon because like there's a weapon that'll kind of glow each run you go through. And if you pick that weapon, you get plus 20% of the purple gems. So I just use that as a means to like try out all the different weapons and get more used to them. And then the first time I beat Hades was with the, the gun that I hardly ever played with. So it's like, Oh, well I just chose this for the bonus gems and it ended up being like the best I ever did in the game with that weapon. So, or at least at that point in time. Yeah, that's really cool. That's really cool too. Like when you go in there and you look at what weapon has the bonus, like whichever one's glowing purple, and it'll give you like more of those darkness things, like Jeremy was saying. I, I've been kind of just playing it like that, where I'll just pick whatever whatever weapon it tells me to pick, and then I'll just try to see how long I get, you know. So it's kind of fun to play a lot around with it like that. But my my first favorite weapon was uh, was the spear because I got this power up where it turned into three spears. I was like super OP. I felt like you know because I had this like. Wide range of attack, and I could also stay kind of far away with the spear because the spear has a lot has long reach. So you put like the doom or the uh, um... yeah the doom the doom effect is cool because it's like it attacks them a second time after you attack them. It's like a rock falls on their head. You put some sort of like yeah some sort of status curse on it, and then it makes it even better because you're just like spraying out. It does that with the bow and arrow too, where you're like Mm -hmm. with your special, you just like spray out a volley of arrows. And if you had put Doom on those, man, you could just cause so much damage. Yeah, I didn't think about that. Just hitting everyone with Doom over and over again and stacking it. I've mostly been just just upgrading my attack, which I which I think is dumb. I should be I should be upgrading other things too, because I was just doing that. I was like, well, I want my attack to be the highest because that's what I use the most. But no, there's You're a talking lot- about the Daedalus hammer or the through the purple gems. Just like through whatever upgrade I get, I would always pick the attack version of it. Okay, yeah. yeah. You want to yeah, try to balance out your attack and special because eventually you'll get to where like you're more likely to get a critical hit if you like hit the special right after you do attack or something like that. Like they'll add these extra things that encourage you to like chain your attacks together in a mm. more diverse way. Oh yeah, I didn't think about that. And I've been doing a lot of the dash attack too cuz you get like special attacks for mm-hmm. whenever you do that. So, it's cool though. I mean, I, I you know, I get I get why people like it. I'm not I'm not really that into the story, I guess, and the characters. That's one thing I thought was kind of weird that I didn't really get drawn into the mythical creatures. Mm-hmm. And I think the art style is weird. It's not my favorite. I, I hate to say it. I think I think that the, it looks really good. Like I think it looks great. Like it's like the colors and all that, but the way the characters are designed, I'm not really, I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, I don't really care for the art style, but I know I'm like the only person who said that. It's got but. like a very Castlevania look to it, like uh, kind of, I guess. But I think the characters look better in Castlevania. I don't know. There's something weird about it. Yeah, just... it kind of looks Castlevania, and, and then it's got like this sort of uh, I don't know neon acid green type punk look to it. I like the colors. I mean, I like the colors in there, and I definitely think the art looks good. It's just, I guess, it's like the character design. They all kind of look strange. Like I'm like, I can't. Most of the time, I can't tell what's actually happening with this character 
or like what's what and like why is the main dude like carrying like a dog around with him or like a dead dog on his on his shoulder mm. like what's that all about they never explain that well Hades <laughs> has one too yeah your dad has like a very similar but like more like elaborate adornment that he has i'm sure it's like some super myth back backlog stuff that i that i don't know about the accuracy of the uh, characters based on greek mythology is pretty good yeah. like it's one of the reasons i love it so much because and i've talked about it way back when that my obsession with greek mythology probably contributed to how much i like this game sure i mean well that would help you get into the stories and stuff and i was just kind of mm. i just didn't and also whatever yeah who's zagreus's mom i'm like i know who it is i already know the answer <laughs> which it was right i mean yeah because they stayed true to the source material sure so you're already spoiled by uh Spoiled stories by from having to do book reports hundreds of years ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The the voice work is great though. And and I did I did get kind of confused on how the saving works. Because it saves like every time you go to a different chamber, right? When you're in the when you're in the actual I only game. figure that out sat like I'm kind of ashamed to admit I only found, figured that out in the last couple of weeks that you could save you could you could leave you could stop playing the game at any point. You just start over in whatever chamber you're in. Yeah. I think they want. I don't think you, yeah. it'll let you save while the enemies are around. So like, you have to at least wait until the room's clear to save. I think. Yeah, I th- and it, well, I think it auto saves after after you clear the room. But I didn't figure that out. So I was I basically like went through. I like played a run through, and then I talked to everybody, and then I turned it off, and then I turned it back on, and I had to go talk to everybody again. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh wait, I have heard all this before. That's the first time where I was like, and it's not supposed to be. Wait, I yeah. was told there was no repeated dialogue, and then I'm like, oh wait a minute, it's because it didn't save. Yeah, I just realized that, and I was like, "Well, this sucks because I already like went and did a bunch of nectar shit and whatever, and now I got to do it again." But uh, yeah, it was—I didn't notice that. So anybody who's like playing it for the first time, just know that that, you, that it'll, it'll save when you're actually in the in trying to escape from hell and all that stuff. But no, I, I'm definitely going to play it. I'm definitely going to play it till the end, you know, because it's it is a lot of fun. Like it, it controls really, really well. It does. It. I noticed that it kind of slows down sometimes, but it didn't really hinder my my gameplay of it. But when you stack a bunch of boons, it will sometimes get a little like. Uh, I guess it's. I guess it might be considered slowed down. For me, it was like almost like it got a little framey. Know, it, it skips yeah. a bunch of frames. Yeah, that's. I mean, I noticed that it wasn't moves moving smoothly. Is what I'm saying. Or, I can tell like, it's kind of like it, 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 you know, like yeah. Or Zagreus will like be off screen, then all of a sudden he'll like. Like rubber band back to the middle part, which I've had happen a few times. When oh, I just had like crazy, like because some of the boons will like make it to where when you just use your attack, you like dash forward automatically, mm. and it's just all this extra like movement to where I think that yeah, it gets overwhelming for the for the processor. Yeah, and when there's a lot of explosions and stuff happening, like I got this upgrade from uh, Zeus, where I could every time I dash, lightning would strike whoever was next to me. That was really fun. That was a really cool one too. But if you do it enough and too much is happening and there was another one that I got where uh once you t- attack somebody, a bolt of lightning will go from that person to the other will go from one character to another, you know? So I had like all of these electors going on at the same time and it just kinda chugged during that. But it didn't you know, it it doesn't bother me, but it is kinda like it, there are points where it gets where it gets a little framey and all that, but but no, it, it's cool. Like there's there's cool effects that you can do and stuff. And I also noticed I, I figured out that if you hit dash and and like your attack button at the same time, you can just do that dash attack move all the time, like for every mm-hmm. every move until you run out of dashes. So 
that's fun because those those dash attacks have been like my favorite thing to do. So I've just been hitting both of the buttons and just doing that. And I was doing it with with the spear because you do like a wider move that kind of like does like more of a fan pattern of the attack. And I've been I was doing that. But yeah, no, it's a, I think it's a Hermes boon. Uh, the one with the wing. Um, there's one where after you dash, you become sturdy for like a certain amount of time, depending on how rare the boon is. And it makes you it, not invincible, but it like cuts down your damage by at least like 50%. Mm. And that's awesome because you, if you're already used to like dash attacking constantly, which I do as well, I'm always yeah. dashing. Then you you're were, almost always sturdy, so like yeah, you yeah. just become like you know twice as powerful as soon as you get that boon. Yeah, because your yeah your defense will be up most of the mm. time, so you'll you just got to be careful not to like dash into the lava and stuff. Yeah, like that. I did that too because <laughs> you can't actually <laughs> yeah you can actually dash into the lava and lose. lose My dumbass has actually been like I like clear a room on the lava part, and then I'll like go to where I'm going to go to the next spot, and I like. Walk, like I'll walk towards the, you know, the place where you choose your next path, and then I'll kind of like space out, and I'll be doing something else, and I won't realize that like, I Zagreus is standing right in the lava, and then he dies, and I'm like, fuck, like I just killed myself for no reason. Mm. I've I've never died twice. Yeah, I never died in the lava. I've done it twice. <laughs> oh wow! No, I, I never. Yeah, I never got got that I, like, far. Take my sweet time sometimes when I'm playing those runs, like because I'll be like, all right, well that was kind of a hard room. I'm just gonna like relax for a second. And, mm. Just hang out, and then I'll come back to it. Yeah. And also, whenever you're in the lava, like, the whole screen kind of flashes, so it tries mm-hmm. to let you know that you're getting burned. So I thought that was really cool. Like, there's a big, like, flashing red, like, that goes over the whole thing. But, yeah, no, I didn't die in there, but I did die. I, I died a bunch against uh, Meg, whatever her name is, that you keep fighting. I, I've, I've been able to beat her better, but I started running into her sisters, too. Do you know why why that happens? Yeah, it's just the way it goes. It's just sometimes because it's a different person. She's one of your love interests potentially. Oh, really? The do you not have to fight her then if you You still get her fight to like her, you? but it just the dialogue becomes a lot different. Oh, weird. Um, it's like it's like, "Hey babe, let's stab each other for yeah. 20 minutes." <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. They bring they're the other uh furies, so there's the three fury sisters. Yeah. And, and so it just brings them in after You've beaten her a certain amount of times. I think it's just to add to the challenge and the randomosity. Yeah. I actually, well, I don't want to spoil anything. What? Later no. on, they change it up even more, but it's like after you beat the game. Oh, do they? I mean, that's fine. That's not that much of a spoiler, I don't think. Oh, you have to fight all three of them at once. Oh, that sucks. <laughs> yeah. I should have figured they were going to do that. They're going to throw that at you. That's after you beat it. When you try to go through it again, you have to do it. Uh, it's when you choose. It's one of the things that are where you can alter your experience, and that's how you get extra rewards. Hmm. You can make the bosses stronger, pretty much, and that's how they make that boss stronger. Yeah, make you fight three of them at once. I mean, that's kind of the boss's extra attacks and abilities and stuff. That's how I felt with the Bone Hydra when I was fighting that one, because because you fight one and then you and then another another like two appear, and you have to kill these two before you can fight the other one because it has a shield, mm. and it ends up when there's like there'll be like five of them. And the other one that's shielded, so you're fighting like six of them at once. And that was where I was like, okay, this is almost too much, <laughs> you know. It reminded me of some of the later stuff in uh, E's Origin got like that, where it's just like, there's way too much shit happening right now. And it's almost like bullet hell, is- isometric bullet hell, you know, where you just have to mm-hmm. dodge like crazy. And you can do like a, like a you can do a dodge thing. And like E's Origin is actually kind of similar to this game, except for more in more of a traditional, you know, Metroidvania style thing. But. There's a lot of similarities. It has like the same camera angle and you can do like 
you can do the boost, the the whole like dash boost around, and I was doing that a bunch towards the end, like for some of those crazy bosses. But at least that one, you can just easily level up and move on. But it's a roguelike, but it also has there's a lot of stuff you can do to like to 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 upgrade in a way, so you can still like level up in there. So you're not always so you never feel like you didn't accomplish anything when you go through and die. You know that's that's what I really liked about it. So it makes and I, and I've got to the point where I have like. I think I have like 130 health points, like starting with the, yeah. with with the death defiance, and I have um and I have it to where I, I gain life every time I open a door to like the next chamber and stuff like that. So you can <laughs> you can put stuff in there, or you can make it like higher like higher drop rates and stuff, and or you can buy like more more uh, pools being in there where you can whatever the fountains where you get your life back. Like you can there's it's different super, stuff you, you can know do. small increments, but you'll look at yourself a week from now and be like, holy crap, I'm like a powerhouse compared to a week ago. And then you'll eventually get to where, I mean, I'm not, I'm still not like super great, but like I can play it kind of absentmindedly and be like, Oh, holy shit. I'm at the final boss again. You know, like you just, it becomes muscle memory and yeah, it's also like, just are, you know, you figure out your exact boons you like and how to use them. Mm-hmm. You're, you're, you learn all the patterns of all the different enemies and, yeah, it's, I mean, it's like any game. It's like a, mm-hmm. it's like playing. It's like sixty four when I was when I beat it in like four hours, or or like when I was playing Resident Evil Remake on GameCube and I got it to where I could plow through the whole game in like ninety minutes. You know, it's like you just figure everything out and you know where everything is. And in that one, you would get upgrades too. Like when you you could do you could get some upgrades with like more ammo and stuff where you don't have to worry as much about it. But yeah, it's you once you kind of know everything. How many how many death death defiances do you have? now jeremy i have three and then i can have four if i use the the uh the, item, but i don't okay. ever use that because there's other items i like better so so you bought them right did you just like grind for for dark side points to mm-hmm. to get those because they're like 500 yeah. right or 200 or something like that they're, they're kind of so high. much yeah i, I thought spent, of- i just spent so much time just playing through and grinding and i'm at like i think i'm in the 80s now of my number of playthroughs so yeah, when I checked, it said I had failed like eleven times, but it has to be double at least by now. It has to be like twenty something, maybe like twenty five times. But I was playing last night when you were playing, and I got all the way to Hades one of the times, and I literally had to hit him one or two more times, and he killed me. It's the closest I've ever gotten and wow. died. Like I was so pissed because I was just like, "Wait, did that just happen?" Because I like, I thought I was fine, and I was just like standing close to him with my uh, my sturdy ability that where I was dashing and. I was taking a lot less damage, so I'm like, well, I'm just going to go up close and just finish him off. And everything was going fine, and all of a sudden, he just like pulled out this really crazy, heavy attack and just took me out. And I'm like, mm. what? Holy shit. Because I thought he was dying. And I realized, oh, wait, that's my silhouette that's got blood spraying out of it. Yeah. And, you know, I don't know. I was back if, at the beginning again. I was say, I don't know if Hades does the same thing, but whenever you kill Meg, like the way she dies, it looks like almost exactly the same way, the, way that you die. So mm-hmm. it's kind of hard to tell what who who's dying there when i was playing on a on no more heroes one when i was playing through that the the very end like one of the last bosses gene is like the most ridiculously hard boss ever that i fought it's so because you can't hit her like she dodges everything that you throw at her it's really really hard to hit her but so i was like getting so pissed about playing it live and in the very fight like when you kill her she like stabs you and it looks like you died and i thought like at that part i thought i had died and i was so mad i was like what the fuck and then and then I had ended up beating her, but I, it, it just reminded me of that when you were talking about Hades and how you thought that you got him, but he got you, you know. 
Mm-hmm. And these and they kind of show the same animation of you like falling into the f- pool of blood. So there were a couple times against Meg where I thought I won, but then I didn't win. And sometimes if you're not paying attention, you can easily like lose your life like really quickly. Yeah, that's my yeah. that's the person I'm in a relationship with in the game. And she kills you. It's probably one of the more easiest, easier ones to get in because you see her more often. But. And you, you just got to give her nectar, right? When she's hanging out in the overworld. That and yeah. And I think you got to like, yeah, I think that's it pretty much. And then you have to give her more than that. Just nectar, but you'll get there eventually. There's more item. There's more currency than what you've seen so far. I was going to say, I was wondering what you, because I didn't know. I was like, who's the one that Jeremy got together with in this game? I couldn't that's figure her. it out. I thought maybe it was the one that you see with the song that's like in the second level where she's like, where you go through that wall and talk to her. Oh, no, that's the muse. That's the. Um, but you can no. give her stuff too. You can give her nectar as well. I did. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, she's uh, married to the court musician of Hades, which I don't think he, you probably haven't seen him yet. Oh, probably not. They're They're married. I think and, the last uh, guy I saw was Thanatos. Was his name Perseus? I think. I think it's Perseus. And then, um, yeah, there's like there's other like romance stuff going on to like Achilles. Like you find Achilles' lover eventually, and you try to get them back together. So you're essentially trying to get Achilles and his lover back together. And you're trying to get that muse that you met. I keep forgetting what her name is, but that's who the person who was singing and. Mm. You got the the boon from. You're trying to link her back up with her. Yeah, she's husband. got a. It's like it's like Dynamics or something. Like she has like this crazy name. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I don't. I don't. She's a. She's a. Uh, yeah, she's a muse. So she's like bound by the art that she makes to whoever is inspired by her. And in this case, she's literally married to the court musician of Hades. But they have like they're pissed at each other and haven't spoken in millennia or whatever yeah and you have to try to get him to try to to he tried to save her and then he tried to go down to hades and save her after she died and then she ended up like not making it out and i don't know all this crap happened Hmm. there's just there's a lot of story to uncover through every time you see a character you'll get a little bit more of their story oh yeah yeah they'll they'll tell you more and that's the yeah and if you give them the nectar you get to hear even more yeah it's an incredibly deep game and i mean i'm glad you're playing it John, I think you'll probably eventually play it. Whether you like it or not. Yeah, I think it's gonna maybe if it goes down to whenever maybe gets, at fifteen or so. Whenever it gets try. whenever it gets cheaper, it is it's definitely good. Like they, you can tell that they knew what they were doing. It's not like, I mean, it's yeah, it's obviously very well written and developed and all that. And, say, I would say for my money, I've already gotten my dollar an hour. You know, because I bought it on sale as well. Yeah, you bought it was it for, initially on sale. Yeah. But the way the value you get out of games, John, maybe twenty. That's true. Still, you're looking for yeah. like ten cents an hour or something. Yeah, I'm really trying to work it. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> maybe maybe I could get into it. I, I honestly, it was the, the most I've heard about it is from is from you. I've not looked it up independently. I've not even like really seen any videos or that much beyond what you what you sent us. So. Like I don't know who it could be a game that I get into. I, I mean don't I don't yeah I don't really the only the only like roguelike game I really got into was Dead Cells like a couple of years ago, and I didn't get that into it. <laughs> yeah, I never beat it. I basically played it until I realized that I didn't think I could ever beat it, and then I kind of stopped playing it. But but I did really enjoy it for a time. And this game does kind of remind me of Dead Cells, but I definitely think it's better. It's it's a better game. But I think they're both great. I mean, if you like this game, 
maybe you should try out dead cells like when you're when you got when it's on sale or something jeremy you go check it out because it's it has some similarities to it you know same thing where you like get stuff but dead dead cells what i liked about dead cells that isn't in here as far as i know is dead cell had warps you could unlock warps where you could skip like the whole you could skip like half of the game at, at one point and and that would help you get farther so you get so you get stuff where you would not even have to play the first part of the level anymore. And I don't that, think and, that happens. And that and game. that would help you and that would help you get farther. So that was that was a big part of it. Like you could you get these like shortcuts that would that would skip stuff. If you if you did certain things, like if you if you beat certain characters, you could skip you could skip that area. So I thought that was really cool. That help you get to get farther. And I was like, I thought I was doing so good in that one, and I played, and that was also like way longer because. I played it like for an hour, like an hour run. And I thought I was doing so good, and then I realized that I had like not even done half of it, and I was like, "Holy fuck, this game is ridiculous!" But yeah, because you because you said you played through Hades in like in like forty minutes, right? About you could run through it at about that time. I mean, about we, forty minutes. Yeah, yeah. So seems Eventually. a little bit shorter once you get there, but no, it's I definitely like it, and I'll keep playing it for sure. But yeah, that's that's Hades. It's it's good. Everybody should get it if they haven't got it yet. I think it's definitely worth it. And I think we're going to see I, – I, it's definitely going to win some stuff at the Game Awards next week. So There's no way. Yeah. It's not. There's no way it's not going to win anything because it's – It would set a record for most nominations and zero wins if it didn't. Yeah. I expect Hades to get a lot of stuff, you know. As far I don't know as, if it'll get Game of the Year because Last of Us 2 is yeah, favored. I basically thought Game of the Year was going to be was going to be like Last of Us 2 or Hades, but – but mu- best music, I think, will probably be Hades. Yeah, it's definitely got really good music. Yeah, the music's sure. incredible. Yeah, um, I want karaoke versions of like some of the songs because there's a lot of songs with vocals. I mean, you could eventually. You could just sing yeah. over the vocals, right? I mean, you guys right. can sing higher. But I literally like when we've been doing our karaoke nights, I've like pulled up, like tried to find Hades songs, and they're not on there yet. And I'm like, if I could figure out how to do that, I can get a bunch of views. But like, there are ones for like. Bastion, there's a song in Bastion that I really like. That there's a karaoke version online. So oh, sure. Eventually, there probably will be. Yeah. When it, songs without lyrics, you could make your own. It's true. Well, th- I did, uh, and somewhere I'd have to dig through because I've been recording. I've been capturing a lot of my playthrough of Hades, just because I was hoping to maybe do something with it at the end of the year, or do a end of the year video or something. But uh, there's one video where like they play the song with vocals, and then like for some reason, like, I don't know if it glitched out or maybe it naturally does it, but the the musician played the whole song without vocals the second time. I'm like, well, I actually do have that captured, but mm-hmm. there's probably other ambient noise and stuff. Yeah. It's like you at the same fighting time. and stuff. Well, it wouldn't be fighting cause it was in the house, but maybe like the little voice clips and stuff when I'm talking to characters that might be there. But yeah, no, yeah. Hades, Hades is cool. Um, I beat Mario galaxy. Finally, like I said, so I have now. I have all three of them beat. I know Jeremy did it before me, but I I'm there as well now. Simpsons did it <laughs> on a, on the 3D All Stars. So I beat I beat Galaxy the another day because it was I was like I'm pretty close. I had like 50 stars, so I'm like I can just crank this out. So I did. I got through it. It was it wasn't that bad, you know. It was it was all right. I still wish it would wish it played better. Like that you could play with the. I wish my Joy-Cons worked better on it. They don't seem to, they don't feel like the Wiimote, so it's weird to play it like that. But yeah, I did that. Uh, I don't know if I'll go back and get all the rest of the stars. I definitely want to get them on 64, but I don't know if I'll get it on the other ones. The stars on Sunshine are just, they're just so annoying that I don't think I can torture myself as much with that. You get a lot of them. 
to beat the game because you have to get to the seventh one. You do, but the, but the ones that are after the Shadow Mario's are so dumb. Like the one, like there's the Peanut Park one where you have mm-hmm. to shoot all the balloons and you only have a certain amount of uh, missiles. Like I did that one a few times, but that one's really annoying. And then, like you're saying, like Yoshi's Safari and 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 the, yeah, and and the um and the coconut one the or or, yeah. or the watermelon one. That's awful. That's off. That's after it also. But let's see, like a lot What's of the, the one at the hotel. I'm trying to remember. It's like red coins or something, right? I don't remember no. what the one is. I I did all the ones at the hotel. They weren't that bad, actually. It just has weird camera angles, and you get kind of and you get kind of lost in there. You get kind of lost in it because you you know you can only go through certain doors. But yeah, I completed that. Uh, did Animal Crossing on Thanksgiving. That was fun. Played it for like 20 or 30 minutes. Uh, Same. Basically went through, you know, you talk to the turkey guy. He, he'll he tell you to bring ingredients for, for something and you go. I didn't I didn't prep like Jess did. I didn't have everything like already caught. So I had to go get it. But and, and also, if you if any of your villagers are in their houses, you can go and talk to them and they'll ask you to bring stuff and they'll give you hints about what the secret ingredient is for everything. Cause you have to bring the, you bring the ingredients that he asked for and you also bring him secret ingredients to get extra stuff. But I did all of them. I went and caught everything, everything. That was it, like, so yeah. like the pumpkin pie and then he wanted to improve it with a different colored pumpkin or something, right? That's yeah. You, you had to give him all of the, all the different colors of pumpkins for that to be the secret ingredient. And one and like the soup, like he wanted like uh, scallops also. And yeah. And, and if you, if I had you, to go get mussels for the chowder. Yeah, the the chowder. If you add if you add scallops to it, that's the secret ingredient. Um, so I got I played it for a little while too, but I got to the point where and I started it pretty late. So it was there were only a couple hours left, and I got to the point where it was asking me to get two different types of fish. It was like a sea bass and a dace or sea bass and something else. Yeah. And I couldn't I fished for a, like probably 30 minutes and couldn't get either of the ones I wanted, which was really pissing me off. Cause usually it's really easy to get a sea bass. Yeah. They're everywhere. So I, I ended up like, just like saying, you know what? I'm done with it. Cause it was also, we were like on zoom a bunch that day. So I didn't have a whole lot of time to play, but it was between the time that we did uh, the call with my family. And then when we met up with you guys, Oh, okay. Yeah. I played a little bit of the Thanksgiving so I got a few things, but I don't think I had the full Turkey Day experience. Yeah, I mean, I, I did it, and I got all the stuff. Well, you, I think you. Well, I guess you can't buy it anymore, but you could. You could go in there and buy all the Turkey DIY stuff the day after, in case you missed mm-hmm. it. But that'll be gone by now. But yeah, mm-hmm. no, I played it. I played it for like twenty, thirty minutes. It, it was fun. You know, I was. I went around, and I know you need a barred knife jaws. One of the secret ingredients, also, for for the for the fish thing, and. uh and I forget what the other fish was that you had to get. Uh, actually, no, it's the red snapper. The red snapper and the and the sea bass. But yeah, I got all that extra stuff. I didn't really do anything with it. But it, you know, as as of most Animal Crossing events, I play the event and then I just don't play it anymore after that. So yeah, Animal Crossing Thanksgiving, I did that, and then we all played Jackbox Party. Also, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Oh wait, yeah, we we all played Jackbox Party. John had some real zingers towards the end there. I remember that. I was getting a little loopy. I was tired. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best time to play those. Is uh, is, is yeah. When, by the time I met with looking. you guys, I tied tied one on, so I was having a pretty good time. You're pretty drunk already. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we were taking like we were drinking with the family on our other Zoom calls. I was drinking whiskey with the family. Yeah, I was drinking. The, we drank the rest of that Japanese whiskey that we had. We were all over the place. 
that uh that we you know for our year anniversary we, uh, we finished that off but it's really drinkable it's really easy to go through so oh, i bet you know it's hard to stop once you start they so. do a lot of things really well so i imagine they do whiskey well too yeah it just said it kind of tastes more like scotch than whiskey but it's still it's good it was good i was having i was just drinking it straight like just sipping it out of a rocks glass you know no ice so that's how i was doing it and oh, it was neat. pretty smooth uh-huh. Is that a joke? Yeah. It was a little, jo- little, little bartending joke. Oh, I get it. I got it. I still remember what, what neat pours are, even though I haven't bartended for a long time. But yeah, that's that's me. That's good for me. I didn't do a whole lot of Black Friday shopping. In fact, I did done because I kind of talked about last week what I had already purchased at the initial stuff. So this week I did get Catherine and Sonic Racing in the mail, but I have not gotten Fire Emblem yet. So whoa, I thought that was strange. I thought they would all come in the same package, but yeah, because they're all from got... the same place. But yeah, all I got was Catherine and Sonic Racing so far. Um, so that was what I mentioned at the beginning. Uh, I haven't played a lot of Sonic Racing yet. I've only played a couple of matches, but it seems cool. Like it seems like I can get into it. Um, there's that extra mechanic of the team. And then the using the slipstream to like shoot each other forward and stuff like, mm. I mean, it's going to take a little bit of getting used to. But the drifting seems kind of nice. I like the way the drifting works, and it's really smooth, and the animation's nice, and the the courses seem pretty cool. You know, they've got a very Mario Party Eight feel or Mario Kart Eight feel to them that they're anti gravity and very Sonicy because there's loop the loops and stuff. So mm-hmm. it seems like a cool game. I'm happy to have another kart racer in my ensemble. Yeah. So I, I, uh, one, the only thing I was really disappointed by was the case it came in because I bought the pre the pre owned game from mm. GameStop for that sale and it just came in one of those blank cases. Oh, no. It just like has Sonic Racing written on the side and there's no boring. manual or anything, which there may never have been a manual. But, uh, that was a bummer. But Catherine came with, no manual, but it's the original case. But it actually came with a tchotchke. It came with a with a bonus keychain. So it's a keychain. Like panties. No, unfortunately, it didn't come with the panties or the. Uh, I mean, the, there weren't. Wasn't it boxers that it came with? The yeah. Special edition. I mean, I have. I, I bought the deluxe edition of Catherine because it was only. It was like not that much more, and and mm-hmm. it came. It came with a t shirt, boxer shorts. And a pillow with her face. This on is it. the PS3 version, right? Yeah, this is the PlayStation 3 version, and it came in a and it came in a pizza box, which was funny. It's actually right. It's in here. It's, it's right up there. It's on this box. I have this shelf of boxes in my room here because I had so many fucking empty boxes from stuff. I wanted to make a, a box collage, and it's like in my it's in my box collection. It's on the top. It's a uh, it's on top of the the Toma, the whatever uh, Taiko Noset Tatsujin drum drum kit and uh it's under the hyperdimension neptunia deluxe edition box that i also got so so i I definitely got more play out of uh catherine i actually thought about getting that game just because i have it on playstation 3 i never beat it all the way and i think it's a little bit easier in the deluxe edition right or the new whatever you can actually go back yeah yeah pretty much what i was gonna say so i have it on the 360 i downloaded it i didn't buy the physical version but i paid I'm pretty sure I paid full price, which I think it was a $40 game on the 360. It probably was on the PS3 as well uh, for the, for just the, like the basic game. So I had downloaded it 
And uh, so I still have it in that regard, but yeah, so it's easier in this version. And I like that because I want to see more of the story. So I'm already kind of like thinking about the third chapter already. And, uh, you know, I've fought like two bosses and, um, but you don't really fight them, but you like survive you run away them. from them. Yeah. <laughs> you survive them, I guess. You survive them. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, it's a cool game, man. I forgot how horny it was. Like I knew it was a horny game. Don't get me wrong. It's advertised as a horny game. I mean, God damn it. It came with boxer shorts and yeah. Well, I mean, but, but the main, uh, the main character's in his boxers, like when he's in the dream world. So it makes sense. Yeah. It, 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 it lines up. But one thing that's funny about the the remaster is like so the whole story you know there's a there's a there's a just there's an anime essentially you're watching an anime and there's a little bit of puzzle in between because um, it's got a lot of fully animated cutscenes and then the in game cutscenes are actually pretty high quality I would say using the character models and stuff and um, you're essentially just like making some choices as you go along and they're all relationship based so that's kind of fun because it's like you've got this long-term girlfriend that's like getting to the point where she's like impatient and wants to like move on, you know, move to the next level, take it to the next level. Mm -hmm. And at the same time you meet another girl, but it's kind of weird how you, you only ever like hang out with her when you're like blackout drunk, but she's uh, also got the same name as your girlfriend, which is Catherine. Mm -hmm. It's the name, but this added a third character yeah there's another person now yeah yeah so now there's three there's two catherines that you could potentially be involved with which i'm not sure whether or not you get involved with a new catherine because she's i don't know something about her she seems more like um i don't know they kind of play her off as being like very childlike so I don't know if that's supposed to be sexy or not within the game. I hope not. It's the it's the whole kawaii thing. It's a, it's a Japanese culture thing. I found it. There's a character like that in Food Wars also. It's really weird, but yeah. but cute. She like, just seems like a little kid. The the term cute is like much more complicated in like Japanese yeah. culture. Like uh, kawaii is like its own is its own thing. It's like its own genre, pretty much. I don't so. know. She just doesn't seem like a character yeah. that I would want to see sexualized because of how they they're betraying her but they they probably will because that's how this game is but uh one thing i did and it was an accident and i didn't even realize that i had done it but i think it's just the switch version has this pair of glasses you can put on you go into the bathroom at the bar and you like find out there's like a hole in the wall and you find these glasses in it and you put them on oh no and when you wear them everybody's <laughs> in their underwear oh wow Okay. So and I didn't even realize what I was doing. I was like, I thought it was just a fashion thing because they're these really dumb looking like glasses that like look like the sheep characters that go over your face. But while you're wearing them, yeah, everybody's in their underwear. So eventually, I was like, why am I like I'm having this like serious conversation with Catherine, my actual girlfriend in the game? And you know, I don't think it's too big of a spoiler because it happens in like the second chapter. But she's like, I'm pregnant. Oh yeah, yeah. Because we're for having the, this really heavy conversation about okay. what we're gonna do. Because then there's the, the baby, there's the baby boss in the in the, yeah. in the dream. And I'm yeah. like, why is she wearing like lingerie right now at the at the cafe? Like, I didn't understand. I actually googled like, why is everyone in their underwear in Catherine? And it was like, you probably are wearing the goggles. I'm like, oh yeah, I am. I'm totally wearing those goggles. So I haven't taken them off yet. I mean, I think it's funny, but <laughs> I'm glad it like puts everybody in their underwear. It's not just the women. Cause at first I was like, I thought it was just the women it was doing that with, but it's literally everyone besides Vincent mm. is just in like either boxers or uh, they're the, uh, the bartender. I can't remember what his name is. He's called like the general or the boss or something like that. 
but uh he comes out to like bring me a drink and give me some advice and he's wearing like a cod piece so like <laughs> it's a little bit more complicated than just it's, boxers it's kind of funny yeah yeah is it just for the joke or is there some kind of gameplay element to it where you need to like see something wearing the glasses it's just to be hornier than it already is i mean there was a it's it's a horny lens of truth (laughs) yeah it's pretty much exactly what it is well there was that one game what was it called uh i forget what it's called there was this like a light gun game on 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 wii that you could play and there was like a secret mode you could unlock where everybody was wearing bikinis and you could shoot them with a with a water gun instead of a regular gun and then it's just dead or alive beach volleyball no it wasn't dead or alive it was uh fuck i forget what it was called it's like hard target or something like that. It was it's a really bizarre name that nobody had heard of, but there was a secret mode on there where you could play it and everybody was in was in bikinis and, and you could shoot them you could shoot them with a water gun and they would stab you with bananas. Instead I mean of, it's instead it, of it's in line with like and it was just funny. the, the yeah. co- costume variants on Resident Evil, you know, like yeah. Ashley will be wearing like the midriff or whatever like these like more sexy outfit the second time you go through it if you unlock it so it's like that but i did totally did it on accident because i didn't understand what was happening and so i'm just like why is everyone all of a sudden in their underwear like did i put in a code on accident like what did they do but yeah so i'm playing on easy mode i think it's very i need to make that abundantly clear i'm playing on easy mode which i don't know was in if it was in the original version but i want to i want to play through it and i want to like get a better handle on how the the puzzle game itself works to uh and then maybe try to challenge it on a harder level but mm. i'm totally cool playing this game easy mode and breezing through it because the, the story is really cool it's kind of like a horror you know it's like kind of a horror movie yeah because there's like a because people yeah, die course. like i remember people mm-hmm. end up dying in their sleep and it also depends on what sort of advice you give them at the bar mm-hmm. you can like it, it's basically if they ever cheat on their girlfriend they die in their sleep is what happens in yeah. this game pretty much but yeah and it, so it does kind of have a horror element to it. And uh, I don't know if you ever played Pushmo on 3DS. Did you ever play that game? Mm-hmm. It's like the same game. Like they have the exact same mechanics, except one of them is like way is like is uh, Catherine. But they're very, yeah. very similar. They're both they're puzzle games involving pushing blocks. Yeah. But they're practically the same game, except for portrayed differently. So there you go. And, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I, I would agree with you. It's very much uh it feels a lot like Pushmo. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't think about that, but that is what it feels like. So, you're, the, the the gameplay is you know this game's been out for a long ass time, but the gameplay is you're going up a long a, a tower and you're climbing it, and the way you climb is by pulling it out and pushing blocks and creating staircase for yourself to to climb up to the top. And there's all these techniques you kind of learn along the way where certain combinations of blocks will like create a different st- staircase, or you can like hang off the edge and Blah blah blah. There's a lot to it, but the, the the most fun levels are the ones where you're getting chased by the boss, and the bosses were are like coming up from below you, and they're just these crazy like think like Bayonetta, like some of the angels that are just these really like grotesque. Are those are those the goat like, guys? Aren't there like goat people in there too? Or no, you're a goat. Well, everybody's person. everybody's a sheep. Yeah. In the in the dream world, except for the main whoever you are. But once you talk to them, you realize they see you as a sheep, and they and they're human. So. Everybody's a sheep, and then uh, the bosses are these crazy, like, just mutated, like, I think the very bo- first boss you fight is just, like, some some arms with, like, long nails, and she's got the voice of your girlfriend, Catherine, mm-hmm. and she's like, you need to commit to me, and, like, all this stuff <laughs> as she's, like, chasing you. And then the second boss is, like, 
this, the other Catherine, I think. And literally all you see, it's like a human like ass with eyes on it. And then where the back is of like this, this like basically like severed below the torso, like, I don't know what you call it, bottom half of a human, but there's like a face on the other side with lips and stuff. And it's just like, it's so grotesque and like hilarious at the same time, but I, it, it's horrifying. And like, these things are chasing you. And like, I think eventually I, you mentioned there's like a demon baby, like something almost from like, the baby from train spotting kind of like chasing you up or, or the baby <laughs> from uh the witcher three or yeah or the baby from uh <laughs> that you got stuck oh, yeah, on or the baby witcher from 3. dead alive yeah <laughs> the zombie baby oh yeah which is actually more funny than scary sure but uh yeah so that's the whole game and like yeah a lot of decisions like it seems like there's a good and evil meter based on what you do like the the little uh slider like goes to the left or the right and uh you can like text message but it's limited to like a series of replies and mm-hmm. lately all the different Catherines are sending me like sexy photos of them and then i have to like respond like in a good <laughs> side, or bad way like, which you're one or i could be like oh well uh nice like i could be like a nice guy or i could be a horny guy and how i respond to them they're probably similar in that game <laughs> nice and yeah horny. but one thing that's really cool is that you can um at the end of every stage within the dream world when you get to the end, it asks you like a, a question where you have two, you know, you get like this or the other. And it's like uh, everybody votes because it'll be like oh, wow. um, when you're, you know, thinking about getting into a relationship, are you looking for looks or personality? Mm-mm. And you'll choose that. And then whichever one you choose that, you know, matter whatever you say, the, the, the narrator will be like, oh, I can't believe you chose that, you know, kind of try to make you feel weird about it. And then after that, like it goes to a screen where it shows everybody that voted because it's it's got some online functionality oh yeah yeah and it shows like how everybody else voted and you can like sort between men and women or like everyone and it's kind of funny to see like you know i chose looks just to see like if it would make my thing go down and when i went to it it actually for men men chose looks less than personality like personality won in both categories but like when i went to like women only like they were more i don't know it's just like i don't know if it's a true like representation it's more of just like a, a random poll but yeah it's just like everybody votes these really interesting like little relationship based things they throw at you just to to ask for your opinion and then you can see what it's pretty cool does. they they kind of do a similar thing in uh in fire emblem three houses which i just thought of yeah. while you're saying this because you know when whenever you're in the school time of fire emblem you get to decide what you want to do you can either like you know, you can go walk around campus or you can go battle again or you can go do another thing. And it'll show you, like, what percentage of people chose which one at that time. So it's kind of cool. It sort of lets you know, like, maybe maybe you should go for the one that most people picked. But they do kind of do a similar thing where it's like, what what do you want to do? And it'll tell you, like, out of, out of like, whatever, you know, however they got it through the, the Internet connectivity. They'll be like, well, most people chose this. So maybe you want to do that, but it just shows you a percentage of like how many people had picked that particular activity at that time of the game. And I always thought that was really cool. I think persona does a similar thing too. Like if you like mess up a test or something, it tells you like how many people got whatever answers wrong and right and stuff like that. So yeah. So the first one I ever played Catherine was back on the 360, as I mentioned. And um, at the time I hadn't seen that style, but now that I'm playing it again, I'm like, this looks a lot like Persona that I was like, oh wait, it's made by it's the same company, yeah. It, same company, so that that's a big Stylistically, reason. Stylistically yeah. it's extremely similar to Persona. 
That's a big reason that I wanted to play Catherine again, because the first time I played it, I had never played Persona ever. And now I have, I mean, I never beat any of them, but I did put a good amount of time into Persona 4 and 5, and I listened to their soundtracks, like, all the fucking time, because they're so good. And you can and, and you can actually play songs from Persona on on the jukebox at the bar in Catherine. And, and I think they even added stuff from Persona 5 onto the jukebox in the new version, so that was kind of a main thing that I wanted to see with it, is just play through it with all the Persona stuff that I know from the games and be like, oh, yeah, that's cool. Right, so you might feel, yeah, you might see it through a different lens now. Yeah. Especially if you wear the x-ray goggles. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. But uh, it's cool. I like it. Uh, when I, I bought those three games for, le- you know, less than the price of a, a new, a full-price new game, and and I haven't even gotten three houses yet, but I have a feeling I made a good, you know, a good series of choices with those three games. Uh, not a whole lot more for me to talk about. I guess I, uh, I did buy Jackbox three. So that was like my one purchase this week. I bought it on the, uh, on Steam because we ended up playing Jackbox with some friends the other night, uh, Friday night. And, uh, I was doing it through, I was actually doing it through zoom. I was logged in on my computer. Kind of like what, what, what we did. Yeah. Trey when, yeah, I did the same thing, but yeah, actually I logged in through really like two well computers or something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we played the speech one and it worked like perfectly this time. So maybe the servers were lagging that night we played or something. But yeah, it worked really well. So I was like, well, I want it. I really want that t shirt game because we were talking about it. Like the people we were playing with that night were mostly enjoying the drawing games. So I was like, well, I want more drawing games. So I bought Jackbox 3. I haven't played it yet. I'm pretty sure that's the one with the t shirt. Whichever one has the t shirt game. It's three. Yeah. Cause that's the one that that's I ended up buying was three. Yeah. Cause and it was on cheap pole, on Steam. Yeah. I think I paid like $7 or something like that. Yeah. yeah they were all cheap. on sale for Thanksgiving again on the Switch as well. But the cool thing about you having that version is now we can play the fucking trivia murder game, which is like so hard to, for some reason, we can't get it to look oh, right, right yeah. through the I camera on uh, trying to do it through zoom, zoom through the camera because the lighting is so dark on it. It's really hard to see what's going on, so we can so we just can't play trivia murder with anybody, except for it's a two player game. So Jess and I play, but we can't play it with anybody else. But if you have it, we played. Then we like can do the, the, big, the, we the can one do difference was share. that we played with yeah. zero volume. We used no volume, and it seemed like it ran better with a no volume. So as long as you know how to play the games, and most of the all, oh yeah, I think you need I think you need volume. Game. I think you need volume for a uh, for a trivia murder. Do you? Yeah, because it's because because of the questions and stuff. They'll they'll say it to you, but you can try doing uh, it on Twitch and just have the direct feed of the game. Yeah, but it's there's a delay. There's, too much, a delay. there's too much of a delay on Twitch. That's the problem. I guess it works really well through Discord. We just haven't tried Discord yet. Yeah, but yeah, that's pretty much it for Jackbox. Like played, like I said, played a little bit more with some friends that we hadn't seen in months and months and months that we used to hang out with all the time. And it's like, oh hey, it's good to see you again. Like we hadn't seen these people in like six months. Like even online, um, so that was nice. Zoom is a good thing in some ways, even though it's also crazy how weird it changes everything. And I could get into that. Uh, one thing that happened this week, and we talked about it a little bit on the show, maybe, maybe we didn't. Uh, my birthday was this past week. Happy and, birthday! Uh, yeah, we didn't. I don't think we I got a gift. Birthday. Yeah, I got gifts. I got gift. Uh, both John. And Trey sent me an eShop card, which thanks, guys. I really fucking appreciate it. No and, uh, and also a uh, friend of the show, uh, you know, fan of the show, Dave Hutchinson, sent me a card. So 
I have like all this eShop money now. And I don't know if, you know, and that's kind of what I was implying at the beginning that and Sakuna, but like, should I enjoy my bounty now or should I store it away for the winter? And I'm kind of thinking I might want to wait because I just bought all these games for the, through the GameStop Black Friday thing. Yeah, I still have Tokyo Mirage Sessions. And I still have... Also also uh, made by the same people who did Catherine. Right. So There's still yeah. a lot to do in Hades. There's still a lot to do in Sakuna. Like, do I need to buy another game right now? I don't think so. So I've been looking at all the games that are on sale. And the only one that I thought maybe I should grab, well, I saw the chance was Mario Party. And even that, I'm just like, I don't know. Isn't there a rumor like, that the new one is coming soon? I never heard. I never heard a rumor. If it was a rumor, it was some guy on YouTube saying that it's coming soon. Just because that one came out like three years ago. If Mario Party <laughs> yeah. had good online play, I would already own it. Yeah, but it doesn't though. It likewise, so I would have. I would have bought it recently if yeah. it had good online play. We we just but, uh, we just played it again the other night. Justin and I did because we haven't played it in a long time. And I think it's still pretty Sean good. And I would have but, fun with yeah. it, but I just don't know if I. If that's what I want to spend my money on. So right now I'm sitting at enough money to get a full priced game whenever the next one comes out that I want. And I thought about maybe getting the uh the Ubisoft one, the uh Breath of the Wild clone. Phoenix, uh, that comes out this week. Mm-hmm. Phoenix Immortals. Yeah. yeah. I thought about maybe getting that, but then I was reading online like Yeah, ratings aren't know, great. It, it got uh, it's gotten like sort of like across so, the board. So, so. seven. Yeah. Uh, which nowadays is considered medio- mediocre because that's the world we live in. But um, I would say Paper Mario got a seven with specifically <laughs> with. Yeah, I know. Specifically <laughs> with Ubisoft games, they go on sale like crazy quick. It seems sure like, you can get Mario versus Rabbids for like 10 bucks. If you like keep your eyes peeled, you know, so it's like I know the game's a few years old at this point, but I think that I might as well just wait to buy that one until it's on sale. I think they're smart to do that. Yeah, yeah. Wait, and then remember too that the Christmas sale is coming up. It might be a exactly. whole different new batch of games coming up in just a couple weeks. Yeah, there'll they'll, they'll be another sale for sure before the end of the year. They'll so the be one game that sale. I probably will end up getting is probably if it's still on sale, which it, it was. It was less than a day last time I checked, so it might not be on sale anymore. But Slay the Spire, I think Slay the Spire would be a good one to buy. I have that game, and I barely played it. It's yeah. my my equivalent of sealed games. I bought it because everybody kept talking about it, like the same way they talk about Hades. And I played through it a couple times, and I don't know, I didn't get it. But maybe maybe you'll maybe, maybe you'll figure it out. And uh, didn't slay your spire? Well, it's I mean it's a card based game. It's what Jeremy famously said he hated on on a Patreon episode. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> because Unless of, it's uh, like yeah, Bite and Kaidos or however you say that. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, that, that's a game I feel like I should try to play again, I guess, because people like it so much, but I just didn't understand it. But I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if it's on sale. It might. Last time I checked the sales in preparation for this episode, it was like eight hours left on like everything. So, you know, check it whenever you can, yeah. whenever we're done. But once again, thank you guys for the cards. You too, David. I'm sure you're listening. Really appreciate it. It came at a really, really good time because I'm freaking broke. And it's good to know that I could at least continue to do my nintendo main research in the future which is what i call buying video games now sure yeah that's right and also don't <laughs> and, and and don't forget that uh i was, I was say don't forget that next year is going to be fucking baller big time as far as far as releases go like yeah. those, those first few months of 2021 are going to be awesome and you're not going to have i'm like i'm not going to have enough time to play all these games so there's going to be all these fucking great games coming out well because we have like uh you got uh 
Bravely Default 2 in February, and then there's that uh, Shin Megami Tensei 3 remake that's like coming out, out around the same time. And there's also like the Monster Hunter game. And there's just like three offhand that I can think of. Oh, yeah, and like that Sonic game that's not Sonic, the Wonderland, whatever, that's like coming out at the same time. So there's Wonderland. like. There's yeah. like a bunch of stuff that's gonna that's gonna hit like February and March of next Hitman year. Hitman so. coming this spring, I think. Yeah, so I mean, it's gonna be. That's what I'm trying to prepare for because I almost did. I, I thought about doing that buy two get one three free for Target thing because you could get Monster Hunter through there, but like the other ones that I wanted weren't on there. If I could have like pre-ordered like those three games, like if I could have got like Bravely Default, Monster Hunter, and Shin Megami Tensei, and I got one free, I would have totally done it. I would I would have jumped on that because then I would. I did briefly consider also Lacrimosa of Donna, but once again, I just don't know if I'm going to like that game. I don't know if it's going to be traditional enough for me, or if it's like more an action RPG. Oh, it's super actiony. I mean, it's kind of like it is kind of like Hades, Tales but Symphonia, different. Right? Yeah. Uh, no, no, it's not like Tales of Symphonia at all. Okay. It's it's more like um. I mean, it's, it's, I would say it's kind of more like Zelda, you know, it's, it's, it's not, there's no battle. There's no, like, there's no battle screen. Like you, you know, you run up to somebody and you hit a button and you swing your sword when you hit the button. Like there's no separate battle screen. It's all action. Yeah. It's, it's, there's no, like, it's not, yeah, there's, there's, there's nothing that, well, Xenoblade even has a separate battle screen too, kind of. You know where you where you're in this like certain area where you fight the guys, mm-hmm. but this one isn't like that at all. It's like it's like Zelda, except you level up and you get new moves and stuff. But it's yeah, you can you can like go up and hit a guy and then run away from him, and you don't have to do a certain runaway spell or something like that. If that makes sense. It's it's much more actiony than anything else. You know, kind of like I guess The Witcher's kind of like that too, but it's not. Yeah. It's not really. Yeah, and there's also Witcher three. Like I have so much to play that it's kind of like. Yeah, that's one I that I wanted I just to just let this money sit again. in my account. Yeah. And uh, whenever I do buy it, I'll make sure to you know, once again, shout out who made it possible. But it's good to have a little bit of a buffer right now as times look very uncertain for this next couple of months. And sure. I also want to make sure I can still get Christmas gifts for my family and stuff in the meantime. Yeah. In no rush. You know, I had kind of a similar thought about I still have that $60 from GameStop from when I bought uh, Animal Crossing a couple months back. And I was thinking, do I want to like go get Hyrule Warriors? You know, and yeah, first I thought, well, I, I still don't want to go to the retail store if I don't absolutely have to, to any retail store if I don't absolutely have to. Mm. But on top of that, I've got so much else to play that it just doesn't, you know, I don't, I don't really need another game right now. So can, I'll, I'll can, wait on it. Can they just send it to you? Like they can't send it to you, right? Because they would have to charge you shipping and handling or something. Like you can't have them. Like where you wouldn't have to go. Like could they ship you a game or would they not do that? They would, I think, if you bought it online, they'd ship. I mean, maybe. You, I mean, if you have a credit, I've just got, I've, you know, I've got the credit. I don't know how to handle that. I guess like to say online, hey, I've got a credit with you guys. I would. Say, I mean, I would probably call them. Mm-hmm. It would be the best way to do it. Try yeah. to actually get somebody on the phone and say, like, hey, I have a credit. Can I use it to order something? You know, you could always try that. And they still have they, they still have sales going on too for for other stuff, but I mean if you want it, they could probably send you something if you don't want to go wherever, you know. Yeah, I'm just gonna wait till after the holidays and I'll rethink it. Maybe I'll get higher warriors with that sixty. Also, uh there's also a lot of stuff coming out this week, which is a foreshadow for later in this episode but there there's like a big release a whole bunch of stuff releasing this week as well that i don't know if any would pique your interest jeremy but there is one coming out that's not super expensive that i'm probably gonna get there's definitely ones that i'm interested in yeah but one you, I, th- I believe you've already preloaded 
But uh, I did want to give one little quick update on Sakina, and this is going to be a much less robust update than I've given in the past because I didn't play it a lot this week, mainly because I kind of felt like I was a little bit like stuck in it. And then also it's just been a, such a busy week with Thanksgiving and uh, not only my birthday, but Shauna's birthday was this week too, which I guess was like before we recorded last week. But it just feels like our, both of our birthdays have carried over into multiple days because it's just the two of us celebrating and having a good time, you know. So I just have, haven't been playing as many video games, like at least one player video games. But yeah, I got into Sakuna a little bit more last night and then played it a little bit of it today too. And I finally had to get onto YouTube and figure out how to do something because I was like, how do I, like, you have to do the specific object- objectives in each level. And so this one level, it was like flip over a hiding turtle. And there's an enemy you fight that's like a turtle based enemy and you have to wait for him to go inside of his shell and then you have to flip him over onto his back you can only do that with a specific attack and i didn't know what that was because it doesn't tell you so i kept trying all these different things that logically made sense these uppercut based attacks you would think boom hit it underneath it's going to flip over no that's not what you do you have to use a grappling based attack well, it's not even attack. It's just like your like your scarf is your grapple thing, and you have to you have the specific ability, which I did not write down. But you have to have that equipped to your R button, and then even then, I couldn't figure out how exactly it worked. I got on YouTube. I watched like two different videos explaining how to do it, and I still wasn't getting it to work. And then eventually, I went to a subreddit for uh, Sakuna. You know, so I discovered that there's a subreddit based around that game, which doesn't. Which isn't surprising because most games have one. But uh, in the subreddit, they're like, I've been watching the videos and I can't figure it out still. It's not working for me, you know? And I'm like, okay, this is, these are my people. How, how, do, how do I do this? And basically someone was like, I just spammed it until it worked. And so that's what I did. So definitely an example of probably some bad design. I don't want to come too hard down on these, the couple of people that were involved in making this game, you know, obviously a bare bones team. Some stuff's going to get through quality check or whatever, but I had to like, I just literally just kept hitting the button over and over again to spam it. And like, it would work maybe one out of 50 times where the turtle would flip. Eventually I got it to happen though. And I was able to proceed with the game. So that was literally at this bottleneck where I had to like make this very specific attack work. And so I'm glad I finally did that and I got through that. So now I feel like I'm like making progress again. And uh, I discovered some new areas to like collect resources and stuff. And I also think I'm closer to, to getting to the second boss. Uh, one thing you also have to do is you have to like the whole game I've been playing. It's been telling me not to fight at night, but now I'm getting to these objectives in these later levels or, you know, more current levels that I'm in where it's like, you have to beat 40 enemies at night and they're like crazy strong at night. Like I think it brought up previously. It's a little bit like, um, uh, Simon's quest like the enemies are just stronger at night and uh, it's like what a horrible night to have a curse go home don't fight yeah and uh, now I have to so now I have to like change up my whole schedule of how I'm planning the rice to where I can like do that in the morning eat dinner and then go out late at night with all these buffs to make me stronger when I fight the enemies at night and it's really hard to see and this game's weird man but I still really like it the the, the story continues to evolve and um I've learned more techniques for rice. Like now I have to sort all my seeds at the beginning of the season. You do that by throwing it into a bucket of water and then you add mud to it. 
depending on the amount of mud you add to it, you change like the, like what density particles rise to the top. And that's how you determine the seeds that are going to, to yield less. I don't completely understand it, but it's a new little mini game they throw in there that you have to do in the whole process of the rice. So now I do that first. I choose the best seeds. I, I start those as seedlings and then everything else is kind of the same from there. They just keep like adding a new level of complexity each time. So still a great game. Still loving it. I plan on trying to finish it. If there's truly an end, which I don't know because I've been doing my best not to like look up spoilers, but it would seem to me that there's like a cardinal direction sort of thing where like you go west and you're going to do a thing there and then you're going to go north. You're going to do a thing there. You know what I mean? Like there's like these four lands that attach to the, to the place where you are, where you're going to like complete a mission and then unlock new stuff. So we'll see. So I'll have more info about Sakana next week, but in the meantime, it's great. I love it. Sakana, Sakana to you. Well, mm-hmm. why don't why don't we take a quick break and then we'll continue on and talk about John's mm-hmm. games and news and stuff, and we'll also talk about the update, the Switch update, which I forgot to mention earlier, which has definitely been playing around with that. So that'll be fun. So we'll be right back. Hey, you. It's me, Mario. Yeah, you. <laughs> Subscribe to our Patreon to hear our bonus shows, which happen every month. I'm a tired. Tired of all the big corporate podcasts spoon-feeding you the same old video game news on every single show. Ah, spaghetti. Ah, ravioli. Then expand! Wow! With Nintendo Main Expansion Pack. It's us talking about old games that were important to us. It's us interviewing people that we meet at conventions. And heck, it's live shows from those same conventions. It's basically everything you could want that Nintendo Main ever made. Here we go! And it's just a buck a month. That's less than a bad indie on the eShop. It's $12 a year, which is less than Nintendo Switch Online. <laughs> Thank you so much for subscribing to our Patreon and supporting Nintendo Main. Just go to patreon.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast and... Hey, Mario, let go! He's throwing us back to the show! So long, gay Bowser! Ah! Ah, Patreon.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast! Game over!
What have you been playing, John? Super Liminal. I didn't get any new games this week, but I've just been playing the one they got last week. And it's fantastic. I'm, this game is definitely going to be on the top 10. I'll say that right now. It's very clever. And uh, it just has a way of constantly surprising you. Like it plays with your expectations. It'll set you up to expect, you know, this one reaction by doing this one thing. And, you know, you'll do that twice. And then the third time you'll say, oh, this is going to happen again. And then it just like pulls the rug out from under you and makes you laugh or, you know, surprises you. It constantly keeps me engaged. And I just, I love it. It's very clever. I said last week that it was, that it was portal. Maybe I was a little bit unfair. The game is, it's, it's, it's totally, it's, it's, a, it's an original take on a very similar mechanic. And it's more that you've seen in the trailer that it's, you know, basically play with perspective and you can grab an item from, you know, close up and then put it way far in the background and make it seem huge and all that stuff. Play with sizes. There's more than that. I don't want to spoil it. You do, you do get different abilities throughout the game. Sure. It's, it's not just like a one, it's not like one trick pony. So you're saying. Yeah. That's, I mean, the size thing is definitely the, the main thing, the bread and butter. Yeah. There's different tricks. So I'm trying to think about how to talk about this game without spoiling it. Cause the heart of it is you're figuring out all, the, all these puzzles, right? I guess I can say maybe a few, I can, oh, first I can explain my name. So one of the mechanics that you get, and this really isn't a spoiler cause you know, I'm sure they talk about it in the reviews and stuff. You can duplicate things. So you make clones over and over again. And it's like, like you go to open a door and instead of opening the door, the door will be cloned. You, now you'll have a second door and you click it again and again and again. You can have like a hundred doors. And I said, you know, why am I like this, right? That that comes from an achievement that I made in the game. When I made like over a hundred doors, it just popped up. Why are you like this? <laughs> That's funny. Like they're asking you as a player why you made so many doors. Yeah, exactly. That made me laugh. There was a, what was it? Um, the Metroid Prime Trilogy collection, they added achievements to that, kind of. And there's a part, I forget which Metroid game it is, but there's like an eyeball creature that you can't mm. kill, but you can shoot its eye and it, and it like will react to it. And I got a weird thing kind of like that where I shot the eyeball a bunch of times and they were like, why are you doing that? Why, why are you torturing that creature? And it's like kind of, it reminded me of that. Like needling you a little bit. We knew yeah. you'd do this. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and the rubber ducky. There's just like, there was a bucket and inside the bucket was a little rubber ducky floating around. And they knew, of course, like, you're going to take the rubber ducky and make it huge. And it's like, you can make it the size of, like, a building. And it'll bounce around. And then the the, the noises get deeper as the item gets bigger. So it's like, instead of doing a little squeak, squeak, it's like a squeak, squeak, you know. Yeah. <laughs> it's it really huge. funny. Yeah. Yeah, the game constantly amuses you. And I don't think that rubber ducky is ever going to appear again. I think, because I'm a little bit ways beyond it. I think it's just a little one-off thing that they put in there. There's all kinds of stuff like that in this game. I can't recommend it enough, really. Yeah. It's a very, very polished experience. And, and you, you feel think, like price-wise it was worth the, what you got? Absolutely, yeah. I think it was on sale for 15 and then I got it for 8 I wouldn't have been mad getting it for 15 Even 20 honestly. Like, I don't know how long the game is. I've heard it's about five hours. But for this level of quality, yeah, I think 20 is even worth it. I don't know. Some, I mean, some people would even say, and I, and I agree with it in some things, that like, you know, some games that are shorter are better because of that you know like they're they're less bloated you know i mean think on the original portal i know well i don't know what you paid for that because it's part of the orange box but like that game was pretty you can get blast through that pretty quick once you knew how to play it it's yep. still just one of the most polished gaming experiences that i've ever had i, I never yeah, played so memorable i never played portal one but i played 
Portal 2, and I really like Portal 2. And before Portal 1 came out, I'd played this game called Narbacular Drop, which was like, I don't even know how I found it, but it was a game I downloaded on Windows that that was the inspiration for Portal. I think some of the people that made that game, it was like an indie game or whatever, like a proof of concept. They ended up working at Valve eventually, actually working on that on Portal, which was, yeah, like I said, it was that game put like skin with the Valve, the Valve world. Yes. Portal was great. So yeah, I want to try this game. And last week I was comparing it to uh, Quantum Conundrum because that's the other game that like people were like, this is just like Portal. And like, from what I have remember of Quantum Conundrum and what you're describing of this, this one sounds way better. Yeah, it's a qual. I didn't play the other one. Um, so I, I, can't, I can't say. But this is just a, a very high quality game. Yeah, and, and I think it's one that, like Portal, I'm going to remember it years down the road. Even though it might be, it might be only a five-hour experience or whatever. Yeah, super liminal. Get it? it I should elaborate a little bit more on the achievement system too. So, I do feel like once the game is done, like I've, I've only got, um, I don't think I've got half the achievements on my first playthrough yet. So I will probably go back to. I mean, I'll say I would definitely go back and try to get some more of those achievements. So I think there's a little bit more value out of it than just the five hours. For sure. Yeah. I haven't played the other ones, but there is a good amount of games like this on the Switch, like uh, the kind of the first-person experimental portal-style games. I so. would even say like what uh, Murphy's Law. What's that game called? Morphe's Law. Morphe's Law. Yeah, that game's got like a portal vibe to it, just that it's a quirky use of Morphe's Law. <laughs> not really. <Yeah. laughs> the one. Well, where you know what I mean. Like I, one, I know what you mean. Yeah. The one first-person you... shooter. You're not just shooting things. It's but, something right. weird and quirky is happening. I think you guys are talking about a completely different game. I have Morphe's Law, and it's yeah, third, where you like shoot it, the head, and the head gets bigger. Yeah, like... it's third person, and you shoot parts of the oh, it's third of person, your character, yeah. and you enlarge because of it. But it's I would not consider. I would not even put that in the same world as. That's basically. I thought it was first person. It's basically Fortnite, but with weird mechanics, kind of. I guess you're not. I guess it's not a survival game, but I was thinking well, more about better. like because there was there was that uh, Square Enix game that came out that was like a first person puzzler, and there's the there's that Chroma Gun game that I talked about last week, and there's another one like there's there's a bunch of them that are like that, you know. But, uh, super, but not super, Portal itself. Yeah, but not, but not Portal well, itself. Yeah, where's Portal Three? Are we gonna get Half Life Three before we get Portal Three? I don't, we probably won't get either of them. The Turing Test is what the other one was called that I was thinking of. That's that's the Square Enix one that came out. That was uh, that it was like on a, it was on a direct, and it was uh, it was another first person puzzle game. It looked cool. Is that actually, the guy who received the posthumous pardon for because uh, he was I think it's the guy, the guy who made the first computer pretty much Turing, Alan Turing, the guy that ben, was, Benedict Cumberbatch yeah. played yeah, in that was, movie. Yeah, he was gay and like he ended up like being prosecuted for it pretty much yeah sounds yep. about sounds about right yeah but no super super liminal i'm definitely interested in it it sounds really cool from from what you're saying about it i, I think it's yeah, um, that's all i've been playing for this week it's probably not on sale anymore at this time it definitely won't be when, when i post this but it's still not that expensive so people should check it out uh i would say wait until the christmas you know it'll maybe it'll pop back on sale for christmas but if it doesn't get it anyway 20 bucks yeah and i i, I believe there'll be another christmas sale of some sort maybe not Maybe not the first party games, but you never know. I think they'd be dumb not to because a lot of people are going to get Switches for Christmas. Like it's going to be another huge yeah. system this year, and 
you got to sell the games. Yeah, it's going to be – I predict that it's going to be like a Christmas week thing. So it's going to go like a few days after Christmas, obviously, for mm-hmm. the people who are getting Switches for the first time. And they'll probably right. sell – you know, maybe they'll maybe they'll mark Breath down. Breath of the Wild's going to yeah. go on sale. Mario Kart's going to go on sale. You know, like – I was going to say maybe – Mario Party this time around, but it's going to be like that. Like, but Link's Awakening will be on sale. Well, Link's Awakening was on sale in a lot of places. Was it? Yeah, it was on sale for 40 mm-hmm. At GameStop, yeah. yeah. No, I mean on the eShop. Yeah, not on the eShop. But, uh, I, I mean... Think it was, I thought it was. Mar- not on the eShop. Uh, Mario Kart 8 was uh, hasn't really been on sale. It was on sale for 44 at GameStop, I think. But that's the one I want to see go down. Sell Mario Kart for like $30, please. Are you still thinking you'd buy it eventually? If it was I don't know. Enough? I don't know. I want Mario Kart 9 so bad. I, I'm tired of 8. And I don't even play it. But I want a new, I want a new Mario Kart. 8's really old. It's re- it, it was is. Re- a, it's the. I've gotten so much further in it than I ever did in the the Wii U version, though, because it's so much more accessible. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of the same way as uh, like you know, like a lot of games for me. It's like I played so much of it on the Wii on, on the Wii U that I don't have anything left to play. Mm-hmm. The only reason I would get it for Switch is to play online. That would be the only thing I would do with it because I did everything else on the Wii U one. I mean, I guess I didn't get all the two hundred CC trophies, but those are ridiculous. Nobody got those. I mean, I'm sure some people did, but it was way too hard for me to keep doing it. I got, I got all the way through mirror mode, and that's where I stopped. Yeah, I st- well, I stopped too, but at the time when I was playing it, there wasn't anything left. But yeah. I unlocked every last one of the characters. Yeah, I mean, I got all the characters, and I got like uh, three stars for like all of the levels, but not 200, because 200 was added later. So I didn't do the three stars. 200 was way too ridiculous. But yeah, it was, uh, it was cool, but I, I really want nine. I, I want a new Mario Kart. Come on, guys. But aside from that... Oh, man. Sorry. I, I, just as an aside, do you think Mario Kart's going to be like Grand Theft Auto V where like the the new Switch comes out and there's going to be like a <laughs> like an improved Mario Kart 8 that comes out, like Super Deluxe or something? God, I hope not. <laughs> where, where they'll just re- release the same game from like three uh, generations ago, like over and over and over again. Like, like yeah, like Grand Theft Auto V. <laughs> they they wanted to wait to PlayStation 5 to put it out again because, you know, even though they released it for 3, they knew it was too early. So, like, they got to just keep releasing it until they get to 5 because you got to have, like, the new system. It's like when, like, God of War 3 came out, when PlayStation 3 came out. You need the same thing, you know. <laughs> but, yeah, that would be terrible. We're like, yeah, Switch 2, now with Mario Kart 8. I'm like, no. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> Get get it get a new one. Yeah, I mean it is like I mentioned it before. I think, but it is their highest selling game. Like of all the fucking games on Switch, is Mario Kart Eight, which is ridiculous. Like I, I was I was surprised that it outsold Breath of the Wild. I thought Breath of the Wild would be the biggest one. But I think you could own Mario like Kart Switch 8. and only play Mario Kart Eight. Like if that was your jam, like and it would be worth price of admission because it's such a good game and it has so much extra appeal for being online. You know, yeah. like you could play it forever with your friends. I mean, it's definitely the best game, but. I want more. I want new. I know. Want new courses. Damn it! I do too. We've like barely played online. Like, what, I think John and I might have played online once or twice. On our yeah, switches. I think so. Yeah. I just want. I, I know. Like, uh, I know. Like, Jess's brother has it, and she could play with him online. But it's like we don't want to put. We don't want to buy it for full price. You know, it would have to be. If it was at thirty, I would really consider getting it. But, but Trey, though, you should buy it because then Mario Kart Nine will be announced. Like the next day, just yeah, like right. what happened with Doom. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I need to buy it for PlayStation Four somehow for t- for ten dollars, and then it, and then it'll come out for Switch for fourteen dollars, fourteen ninety 
But yeah, as far as the news goes, here is the news. I promise you, it's the news. There, there's actually a lot of shit coming out this week. Speaking of uh, having money and stuff, uh, one of them actually I already preloaded. This one actually kind of freaked me out because I was looking at my bank account and I saw like a six dollar charge from Nintendo, and I was like, "Oh no, somebody hacked me!" And then I was like, "Oh wait, Fire Emblem Shadow Dragon." <laughs> they, yeah. they finally. I'm gonna get that. That's that's what I don't like about the preload now is that you, they don't charge you. Like when you buy a preload, they don't charge you until like the week that it get released. Oh. So you might forget about it. Like I would prefer that. I wish they gave you the option. I wish you could just like say like, "Hey, can you just charge me now and download the game?" Just so I don't need to worry about it when it comes out, you know. So I already spent just the money. It's a voucher. Yeah, like yeah, like that. Like like the same reason that I kept the Midwest Gaming Classic ticket was because I don't want to worry about it. I want it to be done. So when it gets to it, I don't need to be like, oh, I need to save money for this. I'll be like, I already bought the ticket. So whatever money I have on me, that's game money and food money, you know. So I don't. I already took care of the ticket. Like that's how I try to do it. I would do the same thing with like Riot Fest and stuff. Try to buy the ticket ahead of time. And save for the save money for like the actual event for having money for the event, you know. But yeah, it just thankfully it was only like five dollars. But I did think about you know since they don't charge you yet, I was like, well maybe I could like I'm like maybe I could reserve like Mario or Monster Hunter Rise like one like now, you know. But I don't want to do that. That's too weird. I, I might forget about it, and then all of a sudden sixty dollars like puts me negative or something like that. But but aside from that, you're not even really pre-ordering it though. Like if you're not paying for it, you're not are you? Really pre-ordering it at all? They, well, You're preloading. What are you doing? the 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 idea, the reason that they did it was because they were trying to fix the whole like pre-order like um, return policy. Like in case you preload a game and you decide you don't want it, or you see like bad reviews about it and you want to return it. This is the idea. So basically, you have the option to con- to cancel the preload in a certain amount of time, and you won't have to get it. So, like, say if you really wanted, like, Monster Hunter and you wanted to, like, put yourself down for preload, you could, but it's not going to charge your account at all. And if you decide, like, two months from now that you don't want it anymore, you can cancel it. That was that was the idea. Well, I think that's what they're trying to do with that. So that, that probably was, less of a headache for them. Yeah, yeah that, that was their way. That was their way to fix the people who are like, you know, crying about their crying about their pre-orders and how the game ended up being not what they thought it was. And it was a whole thing on the internet, as most things, people crying about whatever, but. That was the reason for that, but I'm really excited to play it. I'm going to stream it on Thursday night, so it'll be cool. I think I heard it's pretty good. It got a, got a good review from US Gamer, and they're the only ones I trust. So there you go. Um, but uh, yeah, that, that's coming out. Also, a Sheer and the Wanderer is out right now, which is something I was really really interested in because it's like one of the first. Or, well, it's not one of the first, but it's an it's older. The wins people, right? It's no Sheer and the Sheer and the Wanderer is like an old roguelike. Oh that's, no, no, that's I'm like. Yeah, yeah, I it, saw Parrish talking about this. One. Yeah, it's one of Jeremy Parrish's like favorite games, but it it was like one of the first like rogue likes, I guess, that became really popular. And I've heard talk about it for years. I've always wondered, wanted to check it out, and it's only twenty dollars, and it, it's out now, you know. And it's supposed it's a remake, but they added stuff to it, like and it has really cool like sprite work and all that stuff. It looks like a beefed up Super Nintendo game, which is like my favorite stuff. So I'm really interested in it. I don't know. I'm not decided on whether I want to get it or not, but I am really, really interested in it. Also, uh, Sam and Max Save the World came out this week. We talked that about that, cool. the point-and-click game. I have part of the Wii one, which was really fun. John Wick Hex, that's a game that I was really, really interested in. That's like John Wick meets Super Hot, is what it kind of looks like. Except it's more like uh, isometric, but it's all about like 
you know, planning your movement to where you can shoot everybody. It's kind of a little bit like uh, Katana Zero, I guess, except like less frantic, like more uh, strategy. And that sounded really, really cool to me. And plus, I like those movies a lot. And uh, what else? Immortal Phoenix Rising, we talked about that. The uh, Breath of the Wild clone Ubisoft game is coming out this week. That's like the big, big one. There's this other game called Absolute Drift Zen Edition. It's a racing game. It's like a top-down one, but it's all about drifting. That one looked kind of fun. I actually thought about getting that. Uh, Liberated Enhanced Edition comes out this week as well. We did an interview with them a while back. Uh, Liberated was a really cool game. What's cool is if you already bought Liberated, you automatically get Liberated Enhanced Edition for free. So I was able to get the upgrade through the eShop 100% off. So that was really cool. I didn't even know about that. But there's going to be additional levels and like a extra DLC stuff and all that in there. So, And there's a demo now as well. So you guys should check out the demo because I thought that game was really good. Like I really enjoyed that game. Uh, we did an interview with, with one of the developers of it, and it was really cool. It basically it kind of felt like a Super Nintendo Blackthorn-style game to me, like those 2D adventure games. So it's cool. Definitely worth checking out. And uh, Taiko no Tatsujin, Rhythmic Adventure... One and two come out this week as well, which that was that one that I was really, really interested in. It's like an RPG, but you get to use the, you know, the Donkey Konga Taiko Drum Master style play. And there's a story mode. You can buy it as a two. You can buy it as a dual pack for 50, I think, or you can buy them individual for 30. And I was thinking about maybe getting one. I don't know if I want to get both of them, but it was one I was really, really excited about. So there's a whole bunch of stuff coming out this week where I was like, oh, shit. And next week is kind of loaded, too. But yeah, those are those are the big releases. I'm really leaning towards like either Sheer and the Wanderer or John Wick or Taiko no Tatsujin. I kind of I'm really interested in a lot of them. So so yeah, but also there was a big there's a big uh, update to the Switch which um, does some stuff. It's like an actual update that changed things. I don't know if you guys maybe you I saw think it was it. the first update uh, like yeah system update where it was noticeable what they added. I was going to say, I, I, maybe you saw it on, on Twitter, Jeremy, but I was just funny to see everybody was all pissed off about the new icon on the main screen. Did you, did you, did you read you, any of that stuff? They were stuff? pissed off? Why? I, just, I didn't know they were pissed off, but I do think it's like annoying. Like it kind of takes away from the like really minimalist look it had before. Yeah. People were, it was trending on Twitter because so many people were complaining about the new, the new red dot on the screen. And I'm like, really? Which I don't, oh, wow, I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care about it either, but it's because they want to sell the switch online service and before it was buried in the shop, yeah. which it, it makes a lot more sense now. So that when people open up their switch and plug it in on Christmas day, boom, there it is right there. Big red glowing dot subscribe to our service. Look at all these great extra NES and Super NES that, games that yeah, you get. It shows everything that you get. It, it also, yeah. it also really streamlines a lot of things like, like it there's does. a, there's a Tetris 99 event this weekend uh, based around super Mario all-stars. That's really cool. Like I would have not even known about that if they didn't stick it in there. So it's kind of they they kind of put everything in one place. It's like here's the big online multiplayer stuff. Like here's here's Splatoon two. Like so it's here's, a little bit like a Wii channel or a news channel. Kind of yeah. It, it's right. like here's Mario Kart eight. Here's Splatoon. Here's like yeah, the, here's like Super Mario Maker two. It, it yeah. show it'll show you like uh, here's Mario thirty five. Here's the events for that. Uh, here's the events for Splatoon two. And it just kind of tries to keep you informed about all these different. I saw things. it listed all the uh, games that supported the like the chat app or whatever the special apps. Like it showed like there was one for Animal Crossing and one for Splatoon two. 
Yeah, yeah, they they do. They have a they have a little thing on the main screen that's like here's all the stuff that uses the app. And it, and you can also it'll say like here's your here's all your uh your cloud backed up saves and it'll like give you a big list of everything that's saved. And that was pretty cool to look at because I think that's probably the biggest cuz I have like a shit ton update, of games or the most important part of the update I would say. And it's nice to just like have it just show me all the shit that was backed up so I could just feel Supposedly, better. Supposedly it makes it really easy to transfer your saves between switches which totally changes up the like having it like all the weird stuff you have to do with two switches like you would still need two t- copies of the game but yeah, here's here's yeah. like the page here of just these are just all games that have automatically been updated to the That's cloud, cloud of mine yeah it's just cool to sh- it'll show you and it'll show you the time of when it was uploaded and it just makes you feel nice you know because it's like oh look at all the stuff that i played that if i lose my switch i can still play these games you know and my it, friend showed me his switch light this week and i was just like oh i still have no reason ever obviously now i obviously not now yeah <laughs> but, but it's a little more appealing now that i know you can like easily switch your sh- saves around through the cloud but especially it, now that i've been buying more physical games like i could easily just like use that in another switch you would, yeah then you would have a uh, two you could put two games in switches at once <laughs> so instead of undoing this thing and pulling a game out you could just grab a different switch it just seems so i don't know this seems just as no not silly. that it's that the the saves are always on the switch itself it doesn't save it to the cartridge so. oh sure where you could play either one right yeah. so i would do i would totally buy like you know stardew valley again i would pay something like that to, to just play it on a new system but i'm getting ahead of myself I'd, i'll probably never get a switch light if i do it'll be a used one couple years from now just to have it i would be afraid to buy a used switch light just because the possibility of the joy cons already being drifted yeah Yeah, me too yeah that's that's the that's the bad thing about buying used controllers for switches yeah you don't know whether they'll be drifted or not but my coworker showed me his switch light it's the first time i've seen one in in uh in the flesh and he had like a hard case for it it was just so little just like just little tiny little shell like it looked like a glasses case Mm-hmm. They had a switch in it. And I'm just like, that is so little. Like, oh, oh they're not that little. Bad. I mean, they're like they're the screen like, is smaller. They're like this big. They're yeah, just the like one. Smaller. It's just like one Joy-Con less. Is the difference? It's just like if you took off the Joy-Con of your Switch and made it a little bit. I mean, the Switch is pretty small. Less high. That's about the size of it. Because the Switch itself is it's a little bit a whole lot less thick. Than like yeah. a cell phone. So I mean. Especially like a super-sized cell phone. Yeah, I remember when we, I remember when we went to see the Switch for the first time. Uh, I had my roommates. He gave me his like a his Pro phone or his giant phone or whatever. His iPhone Pro, and it was the same was. size as the Switch screen. So, yeah. and now this big phone that I have, bigger phone, is about the same size as the Switch screen. Well, it's it's not as tall, but I mean, so the know. Switch is already really small, but the Switch Lite is even smaller. That's all I'm saying, and it's like I'm just saying it's not that small. <laughs> It just looks like it, it gives me nostalgia for like the Game Boy Advance and and I guess even a little bit like the PSP, even though I never had one. Like it's just a very nice looking thing. Yeah, it's definitely not as small as the PSP, which I still no. have, which still have mine. But other stuff that's in the update here in the Switch Online is they have they kind of streamlined all the Super Nintendo and Nintendo stuff together, which is really cool. It actually has everything mm-hmm. like. Um, categorized by date now so you can look at like what was released the the you know 
what was released the latest and and you can just kind of look through all of them and it shows There's a like, secret on there too when you look at those nes and super nes games as you're scrolling down you might see a birthday present next to one of the games and when you click on the birthday present it will tell you this game was released say three years before you were born oh nice or seven years after your birthday like it's basically reminds you how old or how young you are. That's cool. I didn't know that. I just found it right now. And mm-hmm. it says, Kirby's Adventure, released when you were turning 13 years old. Released May 1st of 1993. Weird. So, I, I didn't know what it was, John, but like I said, I just had my birthday a couple of days ago. I was like, do they literally make a special birthday thing the day after like my birthday? So I have to wait a whole year to, to see it. But that's not what it is. Oh no, you can look at it whenever you want. But it's just it's really cool how they've like streamlined it and it makes it I mean, I actually I, I played my Super Nintendo app through this just because it was showing just laying out my stuff here and I'm like, oh this is cool. Like instead of like going into one app and doing it, I can just do it really quick here. And another thing that's really cool is you can actually access the Switch Online app without closing any of the games that you're already playing. So if you have like Hades on in the background, you can go into the Switch la- Switch app and it won't close the game you already have opened up. So if you want to go in here and just look at the events really quick, you can do it. And you don't have to stop what you're doing. So that's that's a cool thing that isn't available for other stuff. I would say if you actually want to play the game, it's going gonna, it's gonna to interrupt whatever you were playing and you do have to switch to that. But, but to actually use, to just use the Switch Online app, it won't interrupt whatever you're doing, which is pretty cool. So the layout of the NES and Super NES games on there. It has me thinking like it's just so clean and like it has this modular look like blocks of, you know, this is the NES, this is the Super NES. It definitely reminds me of the Wii Shop look, the the, the virtual console look, how you had the different icons for different systems. And it makes me believe that they're getting ready to add more onto the system. Yeah, that seemed to be Christmas. I think for Christmas, I think we're going to get a a Christmas console surprise. March. It's going to be March 31st. That, that's my bet. We can do a bet right now. Why do you think that? Because March because 31st is when everything expires. ends. That's when everything is ending, yeah. That's yeah, when all the Fire the Emblem thing is I going also down. I think it yep. might be when they uh, bring the Zelda, the Zelda stuff in. Maybe. That'll be the 35th of Zelda. I think, well, we could all take it. We could all make our own bets on it. I think there's going to be an additional system, and I think it's going to be the Game Boy, the, re- the regular Game Boy. I think Game Boy for sure. I think it's just going to be black and white Game Boy, no color, and just just that to start off with. And I don't think we're going to get 64 yet because of, you know, the the success of Mario 64 being on 3D All-Stars. I right. don't think that would make them want to do 64 anytime soon because they could do the same thing with Zelda and anything else they wanted to resell. They could do it, you know, so. I also think it's going to be Game Boy because they just put out a handheld this year. And it was Game & Watch, not Game Boy, yeah. not the Game Boy Classic, which just further reiterates that they're going to put this put the Game Boy on the Switch and we're not going to get a Game Boy Classic. Oh, I figured we weren't because we haven't had a Classic in years. It, it feels but, like it's been a while since the Super Nintendo Classic. And I think they said they were done with it, right? They were done with the Classic thing. I think they did, yeah. But yeah, no, the way... It- I mean, I feel like the Game & Watch was essentially that though it's just a different form factor but it's a classic with two games on it sure it's it's a less mm. it, it's a less exciting it, it classic. is the game boy classic in a sense even though it's not game boy games mm. this no, is the form factor we could see 
as a Game Boy Classic if they were going to do it. So we have seen proof of concept that they could re-release this, you know, push it up here, make it more like Game Boy shaped and do it with something, a device like this. So I'm not going to rule out a Game Boy Classic, but you guys do post, compel, you know, you do say compelling things about why it would be the Game Boy next. And I think above all the the fact that Mario 64 did so well in the Mario All-Stars, they're like, why do we need a 64? We can just do like... We can just resell everything, games. yeah. Right, because that's what third parties have been doing already anyway, and they've been making buku bucks that way. So, uh, yeah. I think it's going to be... I'll say Game Boy Advance just to be different. I mean, that would be great. I would love it to be Game Boy Advance, but just because of the nature of Nintendo and the way they act, I my bets are on just Game Boy regular, just straight up regular Game Boy, mm-hmm. at least to start. And maybe they'll add some color stuff later in a few months, but just because of the way they do things and how it's so minimal for the most part, I would think it'd just be the first Game Boy. And maybe it would, you know, the starters would be like Super Mario Land and whatever. Link's Awakening, maybe. I don't know. But I do think we're going to get a, I think we're going to get a Zelda Game & Watch. I think we're going to get some sort of Zelda 99 kind of thing or whatever. I think we're going to see that next year. Zelda 35. I hope, I hope we will, yeah. Zelda yeah. 35. But the, yeah, the presentation on here is like super cool. Like I, I really, really like it. Like it's, it, it, it drew me back to the Super Nintendo app and I just started playing Super Metroid again because I wanted to, I thought about doing like a speed run of it because Super Metroid is like one of my favorite games of all time and I haven't played it in a long time. And I'm like, I should just run through this game again and see how much I can remember of it. I guess that was kind of triggered by when I was doing the Super Mario 64 stuff. I was like, I should try doing Super Metroid because I played that a lot too. But this, I like, I like this layout. There's also like a special offer thing that shows you like uh, Tetris 99, Super Mario 35, the game trials, like shows you all the stuff that gives you the dates. And it, it gives you the dates of stuff that have already passed, but still it's cool that it's on there. It's like here, there was an Overwatch trial. There was like Disgaea trial, Pokemon, Pokemon tournament, arms, you know, all this stuff that already happened shows it on there. And it also like gives you links to um, the controllers, like the super Nintendo controller and the NES mm-hmm. controllers and stuff like that among also with the, um, with the Nintendo club stuff, like the physical stuff that you can get. So it's really cool. Like to have everything streamlined in one thing. And they also you add buy the controllers through there has a QR code. You can scan a QR card on it through your phone and it'll take you to the, uh, to, the, to the, the website. Yeah. Oh, speaking of QR codes, you can yeah, we, uh, one transfer videos and pictures. Yeah, one second about that. I do want to get to that. Okay. But uh, I want to say one thing about the Nintendo Club, and I, I didn't say this last week, but I started feeling you guys' pain about the Mario pins because I kind of got stuck in my own weird fucked up thing about the Nintendo Club. I had a whole bunch of uh, platinum coins, and, or whatever they are, uh, platinum coins, silver coins, and I just I wanted to get rid of them, so I tried to buy a. I, I said it like months ago that I thought I bought those Xenoblade stickers. Well, apparently I didn't because I never got them, and they never were shipped to me. And what happens is like you go to your My Nintendo and you go to redeem redeem your points, and then you pick a thing, and then it sends you to like Nint- the Nintendo store, and you have to like go through a checkout, and you also have to still play pay the shipping, so it's not completely free, mm-hmm. which is weird, but. I guess because I didn't do that quick enough, it all got screwed up because now I can't order anything. Like I use my coins to try to get these really cool looking Pikmin uh, coasters, you know, these like these neat little glass ones. And I tried ordering that with the, with the uh, Xenoblade things that I already had. And it keeps giving me an error. It keeps telling me that everything's like expired, even though it isn't expired. So I don't know what the fuck happened, but 
apparently I just wasted my coins and I can't buy anything. And it's really annoying. And I kind of felt like how you guys did about the Mario pins. Cause it, it's just like, it's, it just seems like it's just a dumb way to do everything, you know? Cause it's like, you got to go from one site to another site and you have to use a code in this other site from this other site. So you got to jump from one thing. It's like so dumb. Like, why can't I just click a thing and say, send it to me. And that's it. Isn't that supposed to be the point? You collect these dumb coins they send you a physical thing. Like, why do you have to do this whole other thing? And it's not even working. Like, I can't even get anything now. I tried emptying the I tried emptying the um, checkout and refilling it, but now they won't even let me put anything in the checkout. So I just don't get anything. I just lost like a thousand platinum coins, and I don't get shit. So it's sucks. So I guess I could try calling them or something, but it's annoying. They need you need to fucking fix your shit, Nintendo. <laughs> fix your physical rewards. It's uh yeah you need to, you need to make it better because it, and it's not supposed to it's not supposed to expire until the end of the year so it's like why why are you doing this to me so I ran into that stuff so that happened as well but yeah no another another addition as as John was saying is now you can send your videos to something other than Twitter or Facebook. And that's also really weird too. That's that's its own sort of cumbersome way. It's bizarre. While while we were recording this, I just tried hooking up my my switch to my computer and nothing happened. It didn't read it as like a hard drive or anything like that. I'm sure there's some sort of weird thing that I have to go through and do some sort of code to get it on there, but cuz John you were saying that maybe you could transfer it through your computer. As far as I can tell, I couldn't figure out how to, to do it. To. Yeah. yeah, I don't, I don't know USB. how to USB cord. Yeah, it, it's maybe it's more complicated. I tried just like plugging it in through the USB while we were recording here, but nothing happened. So nothing different happened. There, may, there's probably a different menu you have to go through or something or some sort of weird, whatever. But I went. I figured. So I. I. So now you can transfer all of your videos and stuff mm. to your phone. I tried doing it. It's super cumbersome. The first thing I thought was like, okay, cool. Maybe I can. Maybe I can like offload all these older videos that I have that I don't want to get rid of for some reason and clear up some memory on my Switch. That's what I was thinking. But in order to do it, it's so cumbersome that it's like yeah. I w- I would have to do it hundreds of times and there's no way to do there's no way to do like a batch or anything like that. So it's one at a time. Yeah. QR codes. You have to scan the QR code on your phone. Yeah, it's so weird. And then uh basically it like I don't know. I don't know exactly of course, I don't know the technology behind it, but it like asks you for a Wi-Fi, like it, it creates a Wi-Fi hub out of your switch or something like that. Yeah, that, that's um, that I did. So I did it. I basically, I, I was like, okay, how do I transfer this to my phone? A QR code comes up. I scan the QR fo- the QR code with my iPhone through the camera app, which I didn't even know you could do that until just now. I don't know that either. Because I had these other QR apps that I had downloaded for free to do QR stuff, but you can do it through the camera, so that's cool. But uh, So I scanned it, yeah, and then it's like you have to connect to the Switch. So my phone connected to the Switch, then you have to scan the video again, and then you can download it to your phone. And it, like, downloads as a file, and you have to get a file app to find it, which I didn't even have. So I had to search for that, and it's super cumbersome. Like, it's not – and uh, I guess I can't even – I posted a video off of there, just a random video I had of Super Mario Galaxy. And I guess you can't really edit it. I guess maybe you could do it through iMovie on your phone. I haven't tried doing that, but I have edited stuff on my phone through that, so I do have that thing on there. But it's just kind of weird. Like, I don't see the point of it for, for me. I'd just rather just put my shit on Twitter. It's much easier. I don't see the point because <laughs> if, if you're at the point where you're editing it in iMovie or whatever – 
you might as well just like capture it in the first place and yeah. then edit it down to the clips that you want. Yeah, I guess you can edit it on the Switch and then put it on your phone and then mm-hmm. do whatever the fuck you're going to do. But with it's it. like a pretty low quality capture as well. Yeah, it's it's weird. It's it's not really. It sounded like a really cool idea, you know, for like anybody who wants to post it to like Instagram or something like that, which you can't mm-hmm. post it to that through the Switch. Or if but, you, I mean, you yeah. just have like an oh my god moment in a game, you happen to capture it. Maybe you're not someone who's trying to actually catalog anything. You're just like. What just happened there? You know, I just like did this crazy thing. You can immediately send it through a text message to somebody once you get it on your phone. So right. I get yeah. like the, the stopgap way it works, but goddamn, it's like, weird. I want to yeah. take massive dumps. I want massive dumps <laughs> off of my phone, off of my switch onto my phone. <laughs> I think we all want. I, I, we all, we all want to I take, don't understand. Take so like dumps. That's, that's, that's what beat Trump. So you can do airdrop I, if you're if my phone and my iPad are connected to the same Wi-Fi. I can do airdrop, boom, boom, um, and it just goes right there. There's no like turning my iPad into a, a Wi-Fi hub and getting some weird router number or whatever. Yeah, yeah. It's why doesn't it work just like that? Just we're sharing the same Wi-Fi between the phone and the switch. Send. I'm sure, they're going to say it's to protect the kids. Probably, <laughs> yeah. That's that's their excuse for everything. At least, as, as long as they don't say uh, "save the children," if they say that, run because they're because they're involved with some shit. But I do appreciate that they they added it. I think I will use it because I'm I'm someone who I don't like post everything. You know, I don't post stuff on Facebook that much, or definitely not not on Twitter. I like having stuff on my phone so I can just like send it you're to you guys Instagram if I want guy. to or whoever else. So you're an Instagram guy. <laughs> oh, totally. I'm on all over the place. He instant, yeah, I'm an like influencer. Going, I got 500,000 followers. Yeah, you're instant like it's going out of style or something. I, I'm Personally, I'm a fleeter. <laughs> I know. We already talked about You've been fleetwooden since Mac. We, 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 already, we already talked about <laughs> fleeting. I still haven't fleeted to this day, and I never will. So fuck them. I have the moments passing. Is, is it going to go away? Yeah, it's, it's quite fleeting. <laughs> yeah. No, it's a weird, yeah, it's a weird, not great way to do it. But here it's it's on there. I I really wanted, yeah, I wanted to just be able to just unload my shit on there and, and make some space, some more space for the Switch. But supposedly you, you know. can do that through your SD card slot if you just do, if you just move it over. I haven't tried yet, but I thought about the best way to check it out would be with the old memory card I had because I haven't formatted it or anything. Put that in my computer and see if I can get all the like from my day one like captures from the switch like onto the computer. If I can do that, then I'll know that I always had a better option than this crazy like cumbersome QR code bullcrap. Yeah, I don't. I don't know how. Yeah, I haven't tried that. I have tried like pulling stuff. I tried. Tra- I've transferred stuff through my computer before for like 3ds things, but it's never. It's not. It wasn't labeled in a way that I understood, and I definitely couldn't look at any of the videos on my computer. Like I had to, like I could just, I would just take off the file, but the file wouldn't say like videos or whatever. It was, even though I think you know what, maybe I could get some of the video stuff from 3ds to work through my iPhoto on here, but that, but that was about it. Like it would unlock some of the 3D pictures that I took, but they were just blurry because they weren't 3D, so it was kind of funny. But, but yeah, that was about it. But yeah, no, it's a weird, it's a weird update, but. At least the Nintendo Switch Online thing is pretty cool. Like that's that's the I think it was Chris Kohler on Twitter who said like, "Hey, look, the Switch added journalism mode right after I didn't need it anymore." Like, uh, it doesn't work for Kotaku. What's journalism mode? 
where you can like it would be easily easily transfer your photos, videos, and stuff. Yeah. Oh, okay. Instead of having to make a Twitter post every time, which well, or you can yeah. just like hook it up to an Elgato exactly. like I do every year and just record yourself playing all of your videos that you made. Well, that's exactly <laughs> it. Like if you're going to edit it on your computer anyway, might as well just capture it too. Yeah. At the same time. I that's just get it all in there. Yeah, that's basically how I do it. I just Which is why I have gigs yeah. upon gigs of game capture on my computer that I've done nothing with. You got to make a you got to make a best of video at the end of the year. It's fun. Well, this would be the year to do it. I have a lot of footage. Yeah, it's 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 fun. Just try to figure out what you want us what do you want to show from each game and go from there. Yeah, I need some sort of script. Yeah. So I don't kind of try to try to plan it yeah. out instead of just watching. Yeah, it was really hard cuz like that one year where Ease was my favorite game. I had I had, I had recorded like all of my playtime of Ease, so it was next to impossible for me to try to find any specific thing that I wanted to show because I had 60 hours worth of like 60, 70 hours worth of gameplay and I had no idea what was, where was what, you know? So it was really difficult to try to find it's, I think it's easier to just like figure out exactly what you want and then try to either try to capture it as you're playing it or just try to go back to that specific moment and record it and then put it in there. Mm-hmm. But that's uh, that's making Which a be that's making a best of video here for with Nintendo Man. <laughs> that's that's our uh, that's that's our educational part of the episode for this week. But let's talk about the rest of the news stuff so we can get out of here. Um, I see you you highlighted the Bit Trip games. Yeah, we got the Bit Trip games coming, all of them. So. Yeah, uh, Beat Core, Void Runner, Fate, and Flux. They're all coming. As separate games, not as a package. Are you? Do you have any interest in those? Like I've played most of them, and I'll, I'll tell you this: I think mm-hmm. Beat is the only good one. That's the only beat one worth playing. One I played. Yeah, Beat. Beat is the one where it's like Pong, but you're like playing Pong to the beat. That game is awesome, but all the other ones were just so-so. That's why I, I think I played Beat and Runner. Yeah, Run, Runner's okay. Runner's probably second. Runner's fine, but it came during a glut of on you know, of uh, phone endless runners that. Yeah. To me, it was just like this another endless runner. Yeah, because I bought uh I bought the, the 3DS had like a full set of them that you could get, and I bought the 3DS one because I really like Beat. And I think I played the second one too on Wii and I just didn't really like it, but yeah, I still think Beat is the best one. But I think I got these through the Humble Bundle. Yeah. But the it main thing, I hope that you can do it well, because the main thing that works so well with this game is that it used motion control on the Wii, and you could basically hold the Wii mote like like sideways. Like this, and you could tilt it, you know, like it was a, you know, like it was a control for Pong, and it was like so accurate, like because you would just move it a little bit, and you would get to the right exact spot. And I hope that it does the same thing on this because I feel like it kind of defeats the purpose of the game if you aren't able to do it like that. And I think on the 3DS they let you use the touchscreen to move it around, so that was a little bit okay. But tilting it like it's like it's the um, the Pong is the best way to do it, I think. Like that's that makes that makes the game the best. So I recommend Beat. As far as the other ones, I don't know. I feel like they I've st- only played Runner and Beat, so yeah, I don't know about the others. I feel like they started really strong, and then the other ones just kind of got sort of lost. I don't know. They're not bad per se, but Beat was just like there. It was like really good from the beginning. So maybe I'll get Beat, just, Beat again. I mean, it's a, like it's one of those games like Geometry Wars, or I don't know, like. Uh, what was the game with the, uh, the squids in it on DS? Splatoon. No, oh, like it's like, like it's like a it's like a a game that's almost like art at the same time. But you're like 
fully into it it's like psychedelic and crazy and hmm. it doesn't at first like completely make sense how it's a game but once you start playing it, it's super intuitive and all of a sudden you're just like totally immersed and you're just you're just acting through sheer reflex and just yeah. enjoying it i, I love i loved beat like i love beat big time when it came out i was like this is awesome like this is like revolutionized guitar here or whatever you know i thought it was great like i was really impressed by it because it was such a cool rhythm game but yeah that's that uh saga frontier remastered thanks for putting this on here i almost forgot about it but uh yeah, Saga Saga's getting a Saga Frontier Saga. It's getting a it's getting a remaster. Saga. Yeah. <laughs> I have I have uh, the other Saga game. I have Saga 2 on Switch and I could not figure out how to play it. It's So is this that gra- like based off that graphic novel? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, written like made years before that came out. Before uh, Saga. You you talking about the Brian K. Vaughn? I have all those saga, all those saga comics. I just like I've read a little bit of them, but I didn't get too far. Yeah, they're good. They they actually they they went on hiatus for however long. I don't know. I don't get comics anymore because I'm broke. But uh, it was a big reason that uh, Justin and I got together with Saga because we both were reading it, and she was like the only other person I knew that was reading it. So it's really good. But yeah, Saga Frontier. They they've uh, released Saga two and three. Uh, was it Saga something Grace? The other weird one that's on there is on switch as well but i mean it looks you know it has that like super nintendo style art to it uh they, it looks like they've added uh events cutscenes, you know new protagonist i'm definitely interested in it i'll have to wait for reviews but these games are so confusing to play that i don't know i'm kind of divided on it but it's another you know it is another like jrpg thing that's coming to ps4 and switch and no other systems so there you go it's like the same. I guess it's coming to Steam too, but it's it. it you know, it looked like the same thing that uh, the world ends with you. The stuff that we just saw last week reminded me of that. Yeah, I'm interested in it. I don't yeah, I don't know. really know enough about this to have any hype for it, but I will. Well, I bought. I bought. Be Saga. happy to hear what you think of it. I bought Saga Two because it looked like Final Fantasy VI, and it totally does. But it doesn't play like Final Fantasy VI. It's much different. And they kind of don't really tell you what to do. And there's permadeath also. It's like super confusing. I mean, I listened, they did a Retronauts episode about the Saga games, and that helped me understand it a little bit better, but I still haven't. I only played it a couple times, but I did, you know, it's one of our highest watched YouTube videos. So we had that. People really got into because I don't think anybody else streamed it. But yeah, it looks cool. I'm excited about it. Uh, more Dead Cell stuff. We talked about that earlier. Uh, some additional paid DLC stuff for four ninety nine. I actually thought about, you know, I was saying I thought about playing Dead Cells again after playing Hades. Maybe I'll download it again. I don't. I doubt that I'll get the paid DLC, but it's cool. Mario Kart Arcade GP DX is getting DLC. DLC for the, the arcade game. Yeah, for the oh, arcade was, game. I was confused when I saw it. Pretty interesting. Is this, do we, does this mean we're getting it? Speaking of, uh, when we were talking earlier about new Mario Kart games, can we just release one of these fucking Ar- Mario Arcade games on Switch? Like, I would love that. Yeah. Let's. Can we do that? Like, I, I've been wanting that Namco, for years. Right? Yeah. Right. It was Namco, but. First they're... one's got to be like 20 years old by now, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. It's What's around the age of Double Dash? It came out around, I thought it came out around the same time as the Wii one, as Mario Kart Wii, right? Or no, I guess it was before. No, because it used the, the GameCube uh, memory card. 
Okay. So yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah whatever Double Dash came out it was like the same year. Yeah, why can't we get like a Mario Kart arcade collection? I would buy that shit in a flash. Like that would be no no thoughts on that one. I would definitely go for that one. But yeah, and, and it's it's weird because like arcades are like just you know they're they're not doing well in Japan, but they're still adding DLC to them because <laughs> you know nobody's yeah. really can you know stay at home. It's gonna let players use as many green shells as they desire, and then um, it adds uh, Wario as an unlockable. Or it can be used. He was an unlockable character. He can be used immediately. So oh. anyone who's got a Mario Kart arcade machine, hook it up, get it. I would always play as myself. Or no, I guess would use the face thing where you take a picture of your face. Yeah, I never. I could never do it because. The camera is angled at like my chest, so I'd, I would scrunch down like this, Mm-mm. and it wouldn't work right. Yeah, you got to move. I had to do the same thing. We played, we played one of the really one of the new. I had ones. to stand on a box because I'm really short. <laughs> <laughs> Jess and I, we played one of the new ones in Japan at one of the arcades we went to. I thought it was two, but it was cool. It was because I had never played it before. I had never seen it, and I was like, "Yeah, nice." I w- yeah, I still want those games to come out. Like, I wish they would release them for a console. Well, we talked about Doom Eternal. Uh, it had it had a you know it's getting released next week. Still no price on that. We we already mentioned that. How about the Super? Check out those holiday items. You know, piggybacking on your your nightmare using the the reward system. <laughs> uh, yeah. If you want to fight through it, there is a uh, Mario Kart. Or, excuse me, a Mario ornament which looks pretty cool. If and you, then some holiday cards. Yeah. If anybody is actually like gotten any of these to work let us know because it's and it is and it taunts me so badly because i look at the i'm looking at it right now like when i go to the website it tells me it's like hey you already got these xenoblade stickers item and i'm like no i didn't you didn't fucking send them to me you asshole and the coasters are now out of stock so you know i would never be able i wouldn't be able to get them even if i could get it to work so it sucks but yeah they they speaking of coasters we got a new look inside Super Nintendo World. In fact, our first like full expose uh, feature of Nintendo World. Did you guys take a look at the videos? I have not. I didn't. I looked at some of the pictures, and it looks really cool. Looks very cool. Yeah. So I, I saw like the Mario Kart stuff and the Bowser statue, and yeah, it's really really coming together. I think that the entrance to the Mario Kart ride looks like ex- exactly like Bowser's oh, castle, castle, like yeah. almost exactly Bowser's castle. Yeah, how it's got the statue in the middle, and then the two pathways going around Bowser. Mm-hmm. They did a great job. Now we now everybody just needs to stay the fuck home, so we can. Uh, so you're wearing some sort of AR get this goggles shit fixed, so like. we can leave the country again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're wearing AR goggles on the ride and seeing all kinds of stuff. Yeah, it definitely looks cool. So, but we really need to. Need to figure out this COVID shit so we can actually leave the fucking country again and can get and job, It opens get on February the 4th, so let's figure it out quick. <laughs> yeah, yeah, have the really, world. They're, they're being super optimistic. I have the world figure it out somehow. They're not doing very good Japan's at it. Japan's in better shape than we are. Yeah. That's uh, I guess everybody is, really, for the most part. Most, I mean, as we talked about last week, most people are just aiming for the end of the year, so that seems to be what's going to happen. Wow. Yeah, I'm looking at this video. It's crazy. It looks like CGI, but that's real. Yeah, it looks like it's like just too much. Yeah, I want to go to Super Nintendo World. I hope that the world becomes accessible again in that regard. 
I yeah, I would love to make a trip anywhere for yeah, for anything anywhere. again. I would go anywhere. It would, I would like to go somewhere and make money in in a real way that's not delivering food. That'd be great. Is there Are anything you else? Say anything about the Crown Prince of Saudi Arabia trying to buy out uh, S and K or at least sure a lot of S and K? I don't know anything about that. I just thought that was interesting. That was a weird like convergence of the politics because we, you know, of course the crown prince of Saudi Arabia has been accused of like ordering the murder of the American journalist, uh, Khashoggi is that how you say his Mm -hmm. name who was like murdered and dismembered and like tried to be transported surreptitiously. But you know, it's known exactly how he died. It's just kind of like nobody's been prosecuted really. Well, some people like became fall guys for it, but nobody's actually been prosecuted for it. And like, that dude wants to buy out S and K. Yeah, that's weird. That's strange. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's just it's weird. Yeah, that's, why? This is a fan of uh, Terry Bogard. This is so bizarre. Just wants to own him. Yes. So it was um, a Saudi Arabian company called Electronic Gaming Development Company. They acquired a stake, so they didn't like totally buy him out, but they acquired six point oh six million shares. Um. I did look into it and read the, the number. You know, it's not even like near a majority. It's it's a portion. So they're part of the stable of, of investors in SNK. Yeah, it says uh, that company is wholly owned by MISK Foundation, which was founded by Mohammed bin Salman. So that's the connection. Mm. Yep. Weird. All right. Well, I, like I, th- <laughs> I think I think that's good. That's good for me for this episode. Um, you want to touch on the Ease One and Two getting a floppy disk port? <laughs> how's That's that, interesting. How's that going to help me? <laughs> I don't have I don't have a computer Which that takes that takes floppy disks. Is it like the the hard, the big fl- actual floppy ones or the hard or the hard floppy ones from from uh, the nineties? Like the one point four four megabyte ones. I think I think aren't I think Ease Ease One and Two is on that uh, Turbo Graphics sixteen mini right? That came. I always wanted to buy that, but. When it came out, I just wasn't making money anymore, so I didn't because it was like a hundred dollars. But you can get it on the Wii eShop. Not anymore. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, well, wasn't it? I think it was re-released for Game Boy Advance or DS. Also, like I'm pretty sure it's been. I mean, I can find, you it. Can find it. I can find it if I really want to. I have. I think I have it on the Wii. I think I bought it a long time ago. I mean, I, I remember you actually. You literally like kill enemies by just running into them. It's weird. Yeah, that's why I'm not really that excited to play it. I, <laughs> I want to play something that's more like the newer ease. Like if I was to get, and I was actually looking into it, if I was to get any of them, I would get the Super Nintendo ones and just see how those play, mm-hmm. or the Super Famicom ones. I was actually looking at buying Ease Three at one point for Super Famicom towards the beginning of this thing, you know. And I still have a Shin Megami Tensei One and Two from Famicom on Super Nintendo that I bought translated, which I barely played, which I should play. But, uh, yeah, cool. Ease one and two floppy disc ports. But yeah, no, they really need to explain the different, the different ports of them. And I guess we could end with a completely non Nintendo announcement, which is really strange, but I guess the toxic Avenger remake has cast, uh, Peter Dinklage in it. Is he going to play Melvin? Do you know anything about that? I don't know. Yeah, I read that article and they didn't say who he played. Well, I mean, if he's going to start it, he's got to be Melvin because Melvin's the main. He's got to be Melvin Junko, the main character of the movie. I don't know. I have it, proof. My uh, my interest in that in that movie is still negative seventy thousand, but uh, 
cool, Peter Tinklage. I'm sorry for you getting wrapped up in this movie that's probably going to be ultimate trash. But uh, yeah, there you go. You know, here's hoping that he's. <laughs> I mean, I don't. Absolutely, it's got to be that he's a fan of trauma. There's no other way he's in. He's in it. But if, if you're, but if you're a, tra- a fan. if you're a, if you're a fan of trauma then you understand that a high-budget remake of Toxic Avenger is about the stupidest idea since, like, I don't know, screen Wait, doors so on not, a submarine or something. It's not a trauma movie. It's being done by another studio. No, it's not a trauma being movie. being done by Legendary. It's a oh, okay. fucking high-budget remake of It's the Dumbest Thing Ever. It's stupid. Like, it's... You know, okay, you, never mind then. Sorry. You know, Kevin, you know, Kevin Smith was actually asked to direct it, and he told the producers that they obviously know nothing about this movie. And they didn't understand anything about the Toxic Avenger because doing a high budget remake of it is completely missing the point of the movie. Or it's or it's just a reaffirming the point. The, I mean, the the point was, yeah, <laughs> yeah, sure. Sat- I mean, it's the satire is real. It's just like the kind of what people were saying about the Jay and Silent Bob remake, but I guess they were tongue in cheek about it. Yeah, in the context of the movie, I never saw it. I mean, it's just, it just doesn't make any sense. Like, why? I I have no desire to see anybody other than Troma make a Troma movie. And you're not going to be able. You're not going to be able to make it right. Trauma movies were were anti Hollywood, and anti establishment, and and you know they were punk rock movies. That's what they were about. You can't fucking throw a giant budget at it and expect it to be the next like Marvel, whatever. You know that it's, it's going to be like it's going to be your new Avengers franchise. Like I don't know. Yeah, I'm wondering who it's for. It's not. It's for nobody. It's They're who it's hoping for, for a uh, <laughs> a cult classic. I think. And they're they, trying to buy a cult classic, and I don't think they should just go it. rent Toxic Avenger for like four exactly. bucks. Exactly. I can't. Is. I can't wait till it comes out so I can just watch Toxic Avenger one through four again and just enjoy those movies and then never see the new one. That's what and I'll ter- do. Uh, Terraformer, of course. Yeah, well, Terraformer and and like uh, Tromy and Juliet's really good too. I think all well, the Terraformer's one... about like a Toxic Avenger movie being made. Oh yeah, that's true. It's well, it's about them making four. I think because yeah. it was made before four. Four is great. I think one and four are great. Two and three are really weird, but. Whatever you can, <laughs> you can find those. Uh, support trauma now. Those those guys are great. But uh, the guy like getting uh, decapitated and then break dancing afterwards. So that's one yeah, I think that was two. Yeah, was two, two and three were shot at the same time, so they were really weird. But yeah, thanks for anybody who stay who stuck through our twenty minute Toxic Avenger talk there. Thanks for <laughs> for listening to us. But yeah, this has been our episode. Uh, thanks for. Thanks for checking us out. If you want to check about out, to get to a quarter of a grand episodes. Yeah, we're we're almost there. Uh, yeah, if you want to check out more of our stuff, go to NintendoMainPodcast.com. Uh, also, Twitch.tv slash NintendoMainPodcast. I'll be streaming there. I stream there Tuesday, Thursdays, and Saturdays at night late at 2 a.m. Central Standard Time. And also uh, and also YouTube.com slash NintendoMainPodcast is where we put a lot of our videos. That's where the Game of the Year stuff will be. Well, actually, I'm writing. I'm writing like a top five thing for Super GG Radio that should be up this week. So go check out their stuff. You can you can find it on there. Um, also, I have another show called How Is It Now, where Jess and I talk about movies and how they are now. Uh, we just did an episode on Moonstruck, which is like probably one of the most ridiculous, hilarious romantic comedies I've seen in a while. So check that out. And uh, yeah, and if you want to support us, go to Patreon.com/slash Podcast. For only a dollar, you can get bonus episodes. We just made a really good episode about our top five greatest video game achievements. I'm really proud of it. I think it's a good episode. And there should be like five minutes on the free feed if you want to check out some of it. But it was really fun. We we did a lot of cool stuff with our... One with of our, our top five greatest episodes? Sure. Why not? 
It's it my, it's one of my top five greatest episodes so far. I, I enjoyed editing it. But yeah, check that out. For only a dollar, you can unlock that and the 20 other episodes that have been locked behind a paywall on Patreon. And of course, you know, you get... You'll get this episode 12 hours in advance, minus commercials at a high bit, higher bit rate. Um, of course, there's different levels. You know, you can watch unedited videos of us, or you could get a Perler bead or a cross stitch, whatever. Check it out, patreon.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast. And we've been your host. I'm Trey Johnson. Jeremy Mikowski. <laughs> John Nitter. And uh, thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. See you next time. <laughs>